nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. to talk about tonight. Ray? Yeah. Hey, hello. Hello. Hello, everybody, and welcome. And welcome. Welcome. Welcome to another episode of Post Credit, our live show that we do on Saturday nights, our after show, the show after the other show. Which is done live, so whenever I burp into the microphone on accident, you get to hear all of it. You get to hear all of the pizza just burst right out of the Every particle of belch. It's just the worst. Uh, hello, everybody. So, yeah, we didn't get to watch any Odd Taxi today because nope. we were running late, had a long one. Pretty usual. Um, but I'm going to talk about one small thing that I, I watched. I, I actually, I watched a lot this week, so I'll talk about one thing real quick and then I'll hand it over to somebody else. I watched Super Size Me 2 because apparently there's a Super Size Me 2. Is this, this one actually King? real? Um... <laughs> That's a weird question because <laughs> it's still Morgan Spurlock. Um, his whole thing was like the idea of the documentary, at least, was um, have a message in chat saying men should respect women, and I don't care who hears it. Totally I, agree. Yeah, one hundred percent. No argument from us. I'm with you. Um, um, I don't know about that though. Also, hi, I'm Jariah, have- <laughs> and Robbie. Hi. And then on the other end, we have Sam. <laughs> hi. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> You're here. Anyway, like I was saying, Super Size Me too. his whole thing was trying to figure out if fast food is actually as healthy as fast food is claiming now. Because after he did Super Size Me, he's like, the one thing I took away was fast food's bad for you. And like had like, no, duh, sound effect. Um. Uh, Chad is saying Coltrane is a member of the LGBTQ plus community. How do you feel you're represented in modern America? Um. Cool. Good for you. <laughs> I would say. Anyway, I'm gonna talk about this in our chat for just a second. Um. And yeah, because his whole takeaway was like, oh, fast food's bad for you, but now they're saying it's not bad for you as it was. So he wanted to go in and find what was the healthiest fast food if there was one and make a restaurant that was that fast food. Wait, he was just going to steal another fast food what? restaurant thing then? Uh, yeah, so there's like a whole thing with it. But yes. But, um, but, like, can I say a his... thing? Yeah, yeah. The healthiest fast food restaurants are even established as Taco Bell in the it US. is but um according <laughs> to his documentary he, according with his documentary uh the american perspective is that americans think that chicken is the healthiest fast food to eat i mean um, if it's not fried right actually it does go over <laughs> that like the grilled chicken is actually technically way better for you but nobody gets it because it tastes like tar um they need to use better spices clearly clearly <laughs> Which also adds to unhealthy in some aspects, I suppose. I mean, but I don't know about tar. Like, I don't think I've ever had grilled chicken from any fast food place and been like, "Oh, this tastes like tar." Like a lot well, of issues. 
a lot of the issue is usually it's more smoke. dry. <laughs> yes, yeah. that's true. You do know exactly what tar tastes like, don't you? <laughs> All right. All right. Have a good night, Coltrane. Good seeing you. Have a good Thanks one. Thanks for stopping by. Yeah. But um. So sure, uh, he's gonna find the fast food. Yeah, he's trying and to find the fast food that's the best for you. That is best for you, or has the best perspective of American culture. And so he eventually figures out it's that chicken. Seems like a weirdly specific second thing to add on to there. That seems like a different entire because thing of, he's finding very quickly. He learns that none of it is good for you still, and that the perspective is that Americans just think chicken's really good for you. Okay, just like default Americans for some reason think like chicken great for you. You should just you should just eat chicken if you, you want to lose healthy. yeah if you want to lose weight and be healthy eat a lot of chicken yeah so like chicken if you just ate Small grilled chicken better, and like rice yeah you'd probably yeah. lose a lot of weight you lose a lot of weight but like um, burgers have actually been going down in popularity in fast food and fried chicken sandwiches specifically has risen up like forty percent uh, in that same amount of time. Um, <laughs> see a message in here saying sounds like a fat fuck trying to be slightly less fat fuck. Um, not really. Like normal- he's, a, he's a vegan. Yeah, he's a vegan. Except when he does his documentaries where he has to eat meat, he eats meat. Um, so he like goes and tries every so chicken fast weird. food sandwich around. <laughs> Eventually gets to the point to where like he tries to find his shtick. He's like, I want to be the transparent company. Like I want to tell you exactly how the chicken was made, exactly how it was raised, and go into legally what you can say how healthy your chicken was raised and like you can apparently according to this documentary again it's it's him so who knows yeah. a grain of salt and all of that because yeah. morgan spurlock has been known to lie in his documentaries quite a bit in the past or not lie directly but stretch the truth quite a bit he lied sometimes in yeah, the he, first well, super size me he did about like his own like weight gain and stuff like yeah. that yeah. well about his weight gain and then like i remember him saying in his documentary that he at one point was eating like six or seven thousand calories every single day with eating McDonald's. And they found that even like the most unhealthy meal that they have at McDonald's would not lead up to 6,000 calories a day. Yeah. And he lied by omission a lot in that. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot of that. But, um, I mean that, that stuff's been well documented. I, I didn't even know he made a sequel. So sorry. Go Me on. either. I was just looking on Amazon, like something's gotta be on here. Right. And I saw it like, fuck it. So I put it on. <laughs> You're like, I guess nothing else is good. I just, I was like, well, this has to be something, right? So I put it on and yeah. So eventually he like goes to like a PR agency and is like, okay, what's my thing? And like, it's a weird spot because this PR agent's like, so first thing, if you're going in to try and tell the truth about what the chicken industry is, you need to be completely honest here. He's like, yeah, I know. It's like, you can't have even a whiff of lies in here or else none of this is going to work. He's like, right, I got you. Do you understand me? Yep. Okay. Because, like, clearly his PR agent was dealing with, like, he lied a lot. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, he goes in, like, goes into a chef palace as well. It's like a chef lab almost where they just go in. palace? I don't know. It's like a lab with a Meat bunch of factory. chefs. And they just, literally their job is just to try and create menu items. <laughs> well, yes, but it's very much experimentation. Um <laughs> I know what you're talking about, like where they try to make the new hit item or whatever. And like they made a bunch Mm -hmm. of like popular things. Like they made the burger shots at Burger King and like a bunch of other things that were like chicken fries. Uh, Yes. Um, (laughs) They did like a bunch of stuff. And so he goes to them like, hey, help me develop this chicken sandwich. uh, Make it super great. And they eventually come with the chicken sandwich and put a bunch of greens on it to make it seem healthy, even though it's not. They come up with a thing of like, 
just paint burn marks on it so you can say it's the fried grilled chicken um, or grilled fried chicken, even though it's not grilled at all. Um, oh, yeah. Dose was asking, we're talking about a Super Size Me guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. The sequel to sequel. Super Size yeah. Me, Super Size Me 2, uh, where he's just trying to open a chicken restaurant. And he does. At, 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 spoiler, at the end, he does. What? Um, but yeah, and then like he goes to another PR person's like, what's my thing? Like every fast food industry, the owner has like a story, like how they came up in the business and they have all the like store propaganda. In there. And he's like, you find someone else who isn't known for lying. <laughs> no, they literally develop. He's like, well, what if I'm the only fast food place that grows their own chickens? I don't think that's that's true. true. There's uh, no other okay. fast food place that literally has their own chicken farms. Mm. So that became his thing. That's his story now. Is he's the only fast food place that had that has his own chicken farm? What's his chickens eat? Just grain. So he's not able to say that they're organic chickens, but he is able to say that they are locally grown, free range, and healthily raised. Even though free range, according to the USDA, only means they have to have access to outside fifty percent of the day. They don't have to do it. You can just give them access to the outside world. They don't have to take it. Like. Literally, he just yeah. put a cage in front of the door to where they were able to walk outside. It's maybe two feet of access and walk back inside. That's considered free range to the USDA. So, oh God. even though, so his thing is he's trying, he's just, he's showing the everything that food industry people do to bend the rules. That's his entire point. But like, he's still, he's being still part doing of it. the problem. Yes, yes. Like, he's not, <laughs> not being real. Like, he's yeah. not being like, I could do this, but I won't and I'll be free range. Give my chickens all the grass. No, he's like, I could do this, so I'm gonna. And then his whole thing is like, at the restaurant, he actually explains out like on the walls where the propaganda would normally be like, we started in 1897 on a chicken farm, and we only had iced tea and a crispy sandwich, and that's all we had. Like, it's literally him just being like, I've lied about everything here. This is how it's actually done. You're eating this right now. This is what we say the chicken looks like. This is what the chicken actually looked like. And like a bunch of people, like I can't finish my sandwich. It's disgusting. Um, I, but I mean, everybody knows how how chicken nuggets are made. You'd be surprised, and people still eat it. I eat it. I love chicken nuggets. So. I'm not gonna lie. I love that little pink slime. <laughs> Give me some sweet and sour sauce. Twenty piece chicken and some fry. I'm I'm in. I'm in there for the day. Put some so yeah. So if you're them, watching. The whole pink slime thing, uh, the picture that they use is actually a picture that they use from Teletubbies. Yeah. <laughs> there are some that It is a mechanically but... separated chicken, like basically meat that's like turned into a pulp and then pressed into a shape. Like, don't get me yeah. wrong. I, I know it's that, but it was never pink slime. Yeah. Yeah. Hot dogs, uh, too. Thing, people, people still stuff still hot dogs down their throat. Yeah. I <laughs> ate uh, hot dog or I ate mac and cheese with cut up fried bologna in it the other night. It was all completely fake and I loved every second of it. Oh, was it powdered real cheese? macaroni? Hmm? Was it powdered cheese? No, it was Velveeta, so even worse. Oh. It, there was it no was milk o- in there. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it was oil <laughs> pretending that it's cheese. Yeah. Was it cardboard uh, pasta? Yeah. <laughs> um, I am a pig rectum. I won't deny that. I am a pig rectum, and I eat pig rectums. Oh. You are what you eat. <laughs> he, he did mean eat, actually. Well, you are what you eat, so <laughs> I, I'll accept it. Yeah, I thought it was just, you're a pig rectum. To be fair, like... I think we called each other very much worse things in high school. For sure. Um, yeah, so he actually takes about 30 minutes in the documentary to go over how like Tyson and Big Chicken is actually screwing over local farmers. Yeah. And he actually does like a really honest take on that and tells very much the truth about like how people are blacklisted and how like 
you're pretty much stuck in debt from the second you sign that thing. And they'll take any opportunity they can to keep you in debt so that you are always under their under their heel and they can do whatever they want with you. And he actually goes very in-depth with that. One chicken farmer who helped him actually end up getting blacklisted and basically never got a delivery of chickens ever again. Um, so he just lost his farm because he helped with this documentary. Um, but yeah, like it's it ended up actually being a very successful chicken restaurant. A week after his restaurant opened, he went and did like a seminar on it and he's opening a chain of them. That was in 2019. I did not follow up to see if there are still some open after 2020. Um, I can imagine no. <laughs> but it was extremely what? What successful. Is it? Yeah, what is it called? Name? What is this restaurant called? I don't remember, but the company that he used for growing his chickens was called Morganic. Yeah. Um, I don't remember. I can I can look it up here real quick. Okay. I mean, also to talk about that, uh, John Oliver did a similar uh, take on it because whenever he was talking about the chicken industry and like how a lot of farmers are being screwed over because it's one of those like when it comes like Tyson and a lot of those other companies like um the chicken farmers like own the farm but the company owns like the grain and they own the water on the property and then they own the buildings on it so like they own everything but the actual chicken and the chicken farms okay <laughs> sorry about that there's a listen uh, interruption there was an interruption um so i looked it up uh that was open for a while. Uh, the chicken restaurant. It was called Holy Chicken. Uh, it was open for a while and then shut down. But then he brought it to New York as like a little pop up thing uh, to go inside with the opening of the film. So he stretched so the truth crazy. again. Yep, yep. He did stretch the truth again. <laughs> Fucking Christ! Uh, Lo and behold, the man known for lying lied again. Oh my god, <laughs> that is insane. Especially when like they were like, "Yep, you can't lie again." Yeah. yeah, and then he just <laughs> did. But, I mean, he does take some uh, heavy hits at, like, the chicken industry and, like, big chicken, um, which is actually very true. So, as much bad as he did, he did a good a good in that whole thing. <laughs> and his chicken I mean, sandwich did look how, delicious. I mean, that's kind of the, the premise of the first Super Size V2. As much bad as he did, he did, like, a good. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but, yeah. Uh, that's one of the things I watched this week. I'm going to hand it over to Robbie now. Yeah, I guess uh, one other thing on top of that, it kind of reminded me there's this guy that I follow on YouTube who um, I guess uh, he broke his leg and ended up gaining like 30 pounds while he was, you know, not active anymore because he has his own fitness company. Right. And he was trying to prove to people that um, it's more or less like you want to follow like a macro line for calories and stuff like that. And so he actually ate nothing but Jack in the box for 30 days and lost 20 pounds. I mean, there's no nutrition there. So yeah. You're going to lose weight. Well, if you're like a bodybuilder like and the... you're used to having nutrition and you don't have it anymore, you're going to lose weight. Well, it's, not even that. Like, it's more like just the idea of calories in, calories out yeah. being the most important thing, right. which has always been like, because that is something a lot of people kind of take for granted. Like there's a lot of people like, what's the magic diet that's going to do all the things? And people are like, uh, eat better. And they're like, no. Yeah, <laughs> and so broccoli for three days, and then I never have to do anything ever again. <laughs> that is kind yeah. of the thing, yeah. It's why uh, a lot of those scam artists can do like the whole, or uh, the whole like, you know, why you can run uh, on a treadmill for seven uh, days a week and not lose any weight? It's because you're, are uh, you're not burning actual fat; you're burning calories. And, like during that whole thing, I'm like, oh yeah, I found out about this weird fruit that I never even heard the name of until recently. But if you click on this link over here, I'll tell you all about that fruit if you buy my product. I think yeah. they called it the cocaine. 
that that probably would make you lose weight. <laughs> um, that's yeah, weird. That's weird. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, um, one thing that Dry was talking about recently, I guess not recently, last week, uh, was not last week, the week, week before. before. Oh, the week before was talking about Soma and how he really enjoyed that game. And then last week, uh, whenever we left from our live show, I actually beat Soma, which I, for the most part, played that in one night. Like, I played a little bit of it, like, before we did the podcast, and then I finished it the next day. Yeah. And all in all, I did really like that game. I'm not a huge fan of, like, the stealth mechanics of that game. Yeah, and, they're almost non-existent. Yeah. Uh, well, they're almost non-existent. That and like how you like do the puzzles of like picking things up in a 3D space and everything. It was just clunky at My best. One weakness: 3D. There's like <laughs> almost no picking up of things, but like the stealth was almost non-existent. Literally, I would just ran from everything. I didn't ever. So have to I hide. actually did. Uh, I actually that did try to sneak. That's past what everything. you're supposed to do. No, uh, I actually stuck past I mean, everything. I ran. And, uh, I just ran away from everything. Yeah, I, I just never ran did away from everything too. <laughs> uh, but like whenever i say like some of those are clunky because like i don't know if you remember like uh there was like that one part where there's like that auxiliary power where you had to like push in the thing and like the key wasn't working for me like pushing the thing while i had the monster that was like walking into the room didn't have a problem with it i had a lot of problems with that i was on uh controller though so very much I don't know simpler emotions probably i don't know i feel like that wouldn't matter that much I, really. I don't know i wouldn't think so either but maybe i feel like robbie would have an advantage because he uses a mouse i don't know literally all you do in that game is push forward or push back on things so except for the couple cranks they had to turn side to side nope you just hold forward not for me i had to turn it side to side yep you just hold forward on the controller <laughs> why that's so weird did he even try to like give the illusion of doing a crank no. No, on pc not. they it's did like walking sim Basically. yeah it's like really all it is sim. but in the ocean actually yeah, i yeah. think i'm mixing up games Very no, story no. It, it, this is at the bottom of the ocean existential yeah. dread is the theme of that game mm-hmm it made me question reality. Yeah, for I remember because that was the, the the thing you did before we started my uh, my shorts series. <laughs> yeah, and my first theme was existential dread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. very funny. <laughs> and to be fair, there is a lot of mediums that do like the whole existential dread thing too. Like I, the first ones that come to mind is Pinocchio and Frankenstein. I could see Frankenstein. I don't know if I see Never Pinocchio. Seen that <laughs> Pinocchio Which versus one? Frankenstein. Pinocchio. <laughs> <laughs> it's really weird watching this little wooden boy trying to find out like whether people have a soul or not by reanimating a dead man. It's a very strange movie. <laughs> That's not. <laughs> you know, the weirdest scene is when of... he's like, "It's alive! It's alive!" and his nose starts growing. <laughs> you know, as we're talking, those aren't like too dissimilar of plots. No, no, no. I know, right? <laughs> Like <laughs> whenever a lot your... of people like whenever they talk about AI movies or like AI games like this, uh -huh. whenever like they talk about like, you know, putting a human brain inside of a, a robot a or, you know, like whether people have souls or stuff like that. Like whenever those questions come along, like a lot of it ends up going back to Pinocchio because that's what it was. Yeah. It's like, was he a, a puppet or was he an actual real boy like that? Did, did he have a soul because he had a wooden body kind of thing? So like, OK, I get it. I get where you're coming from now. Yeah, yeah. It's like it, they all started with that. So it's like. What it is now has advanced quite a bit, especially with technology and with the um, you know AI advancing and Wasn't stuff like there, that too. Like an AI Pinocchio movie that came out. Yes. What was what was that called? AI. AI? Maybe. Oh it yeah. Was called with, AI. Um, okay. Haley Joel Osment. <laughs> yeah. 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 I just remember Osment. that existing. I don't think I ever heard anyone talk about it until I just remembered. 
I watched I it like when it came, like around when it came out, and it just boring. What's really fun about but... it is it was written by what's his name, Shining Man. Why can't Kubrick. I break? Uh, yeah, that Kubrick. Shyamalan? You no. Oh. What Shyamalan? He did not write the Shining Light. <laughs> uh, Stanley Kubrick yeah. um, wrote and was originally going to direct, but he passed away before he could actually direct it. And so Steven Spielberg stepped in because they're friends. And he's like, I'll direct it, but he didn't do any rewrites. So it's okay. just Steven Spielberg directing a Stanley Kubrick movie. <laughs> and it totally does not work. Yeah, the part where all the dinosaurs come out is really weird. <laughs> no, it's just like this weird like high whimsy and fantasy with this very dark script about mental health and what it is to be alive. Interesting. And the two the two creators do not blend very well. Sounds like a neat thing to happen. I, though. I wish Kubrick had the chance to direct it. I mean, I think you're getting an idea of like why I had problems with the movie, the color purple. Cause that was also done by, uh, that was also directed by Steven Spielberg. Probably then. Yeah. I do remember you complaining about that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like all in all that movie is, has a good script, but it has a lot of stuff that is very, uh, Steven Spielberg. Something. And it feels like really whimsical about this woman who was raped by her father at the very beginning of the movie. Right, right. I remember that now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So Soma. <laughs> Soma. Yes. Back to Soma. Um, narratively though, that game is amazing though. Like I did love. I do love like what they did with the existential dread of that, and like the ending of it just kind of leaves you in this dark hole. Just like, fuck, man. Yeah. Yeah. And, it does. Oh, like, uh, there was like you watched till after the credits, right? Yes, I did. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, the only thing that I was going to say, like narratively, that I kind of hope that they touched upon more was the fact that there was a third Simon that woke up or that does wake up eventually uh, stuck inside of this room with a monster like scratching at the door at the outside of it. You mm. clearly did something that Jiraiya did. You did something I didn't do. Okay. So remember whenever like you have to go into the deep diving suit, but like you have to do all the stuff to the deep diving suit to like trade consciousness from the body you're currently in to the other body. Oh yeah. And then there's that other Simon that's just kind of sitting in that chair and he's basically asleep is what they say. Right. And so there's two Simons at this point and you have to choose like what you do with that Simon, whether like you leave him be or you uh, drain his battery. So that way he never wakes up. Mm -hmm. I murdered him. So here's <laughs> okay, the thing. No wonder Jiraiya didn't <laughs> think about it. I also tried to murder him. It actually said, uh, it actually said that it malfunctioned on there and it couldn't drain the battery. If you read the screen, um, nope, mine. I literally just reboot him. It's not even like a draining of battery. I literally wiped his memories off and killed him. Yeah, I tried doing that, and it said malfunction on my or on the screen whenever I tried doing that. So it basically says you can't do it. Mine didn't that's what do it did that. For, that's what it did for mine, at least. <laughs> no, I just straight up murdered him. Yeah, that's what I tried Dry to is, do. And it, that's what I'm saying is I tried your... to, and the game wouldn't let me. Is what <laughs> I'm saying. The game reads your mind, and Dry was way more dead set on killing that motherfucker than you were. No, I was pretty dead set on killing him because I realized of there are also options before that of killing things. Did you kill those other things? Some of them, yes, not all of them. I killed everything I could. Maybe okay. that's why. Maybe he has a morality sensor in it. Like maybe yeah, literally all the discussions were like after that was like, was it a good thing that I killed him? And you're like, yeah. yes. Like there's no like dialogue. There there's dialogue. Yeah, For me, there was dialogue yeah. with that. Yeah. But like, yeah, I just, I was very steadfast and like, yeah, he shouldn't be alive. He's not the, there's no reason for him to exist. Yeah. So I was very steadfast in everything. <laughs> uh, I was 50, 50 on it. See, 
the hesitation the game read it from you <laughs> maybe it may have honestly because there was no malfunction for me That'd yeah for really... me for me i went to go drain the battery i hit the button that says drain or like you know reset the memories drain the battery kind of thing so that way he never wakes up and it said malfunction cannot drain. i was like fuck so he's gonna wake up no matter what i do no i watched the life drain out of him okay it didn't do that for me it was literally <laughs> like whenever i touched the screen it said malfunction on the screen it's like great i guess i gotta fucking move on and just let him live then so nope. like i had like this wow. whole thing in my mind of like i guess also that like i guess if you let him live or kind of thing there's like that idea of him waking up a couple of days later and realizing that like he's alone in this room and the only thing waiting for him is that creature that's right outside the door and like kind of scratching at the door trying to get in well the only thing that he would remember is he tried to do that and it failed is what he would think because yeah later in the game when you're at the end of and like like I thought you said it would work. It did work, Simon. How many times have I have to explain yeah. this to you? Yeah, I saw it. He would just end. wake up and think it didn't work. Well, that's what he thought at first too, because like whenever you wake up, that's what he first says. He's like, uh, Cl- uh not Claire. What was her name? I don't Catherine. Her name. Uh, uh, Catherine. I don't think it worked. Like that kind of thing. What was that? Oh, don't worry about that, Simon. Was that the other Simon? Like that whole, whole thing. So like he would have woke up saying like it didn't work, and then he would have went to the pad, realized Catherine wasn't there anymore. Eventually, maybe realizing that it did work, but they just left him there to die. And then realizing, yeah. do I just sit in this room and wait for, or wait for however long I wait, or do I just like kind of go out to my doom? I think the question on that, that I like so much is that the Simon that you play as has no reason to be as righteous about himself as he does. Right. Because even he isn't the real Simon. And yeah, he does talk about that. Like as you're going down into the depths of just like, wherever he talks about heaven and if there's a such thing as a soul mm-hmm. and whether there is a real Simon in heaven right now. And if the Simon that he is right now tried to go to heaven, if the real Simon look at him as an imposter or if there would even be, or if he would just like die and the lights just go off and there'd be nothing left. Yeah. Like that's the kind of stuff that I liked in it a lot. Yeah. Honestly, there was a lot of that. That was really good. Uh, with the, how they did that in the ending was really cool too. with like losing the coin toss. Yeah. That. Yeah. I did like that. And like that did leave like a lot of dread of just like, Oh shit. Like he's basically just going to die alone at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. It's in it's the dark. awesome. Yeah, it's awful, but it's awesome. Yeah. yeah, I should watch someone play this game one day. Yeah, yeah. There, really there's good. plenty of review. I don't think I like the gameplay. It sounds like it's but... first person, so you wouldn't be into it. Yeah. <laughs> it's not all first person games. I hate. It's just I'm not as you great get at all. motion sick. Sometimes I well, this one's pretty slow, so maybe you wouldn't. But well, actually, we're, you're in the ocean most of the time, huh? Not most of the time. Like, do you see the ocean most of the time? There yeah. are times you have to walk on the ocean floor. Yes, yeah. I I might get motion sick from that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um. There's that like I didn't like that. I don't know. I, it's just walking mostly. So I get really... motion stick from Sonic Adventure. <laughs> I get motion stick really easily, honestly. But also True. I can also see why this kind of hit the nerve of just like deep sea fears. Because this preys on deep sea fears so much. Uh-huh. I hated it. Yeah. <laughs> I really have a problem with the ocean and the idea of sharks, thanks to Jaws when I was a kid when watching that. So like and this any has... creature in the ocean just makes me fucking flip out yeah um i learned a little <laughs> bit more about the creatures that they use in this with the wow and like how the wow kind of changed the creatures in the deep sea yeah um because there actually is uh if you go into the files of the game for pc i don't know what you played it on um, pc oh yeah in pc if you go into the files of the game there's a file that's called our super, uh, super secret stuff and it's password protected and you have to do some very specific things in the game to get the password uh, or look it up <laughs> or look it up because i like i watched a thing where the guy was talking about how you find out about these things and like the first thing i thought is like why would somebody do that like like how would they know to do that kind of thing to get this password 
because it's literally like you do a thing and then a series of uh, letters or letters and numbers pop up on the screen and it's only like a fraction of them you have to do like four separate things throughout the entire game and like the last string that you get is what you is at the last string of characters that you get is at the very end like the after credits scene that scene that you play <laughs> on the arc yeah. you'd, um, you'd be very surprised how like crazy some nerds are about the fact that people that. found this shows that actually because like um like for example and this is probably one of the easiest things you have to do the very first thing you have to do at the beginning of the game is on his desk there's like a little gesture that are ha- that has uh, a name scribbled on the bottom of it you have to put it in the toilet and then flush the toilet and then it gives you the series i of think numbers. i would just do that honestly if i just played <laughs> the game because that just sounds like something I did. I mean, I did that in Portal. Right. Well, here's you the just thing: pick shit up and throw it. Sam, Drya, did you know that there was a gesture on his desk? I don't think I explored that much. Yeah. Also, I have a terrible memory I, anyway. So gesture, gesture. I think he's a gesture. Yeah. You a know, like those little clowns that have like the hat that points out. In a, I know uh, what a gesture reference. is, but like, <laughs> yeah. what do you mean a gesture on his desk? He had like a little figurine of a gesture on his gesture <laughs> on his um, on his desk. Okay. Which I'm guessing that means no, you didn't know it was on the desk because neither did I until I watched that video. But yeah, no, if you, it means um, that I don't remember shit. It's been a really long time since I played that game. Yeah. I don't even fucking remember any of the shit you guys were talking about. <laughs> the ending Fair. of the game? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But anyways, uh, if you like do all those things, uh, open up the secret folder. It actually put or shows you like a lot of things that got cut from the game and like a lot of... Um, Speech recognition, like another thing is uh, originally Catherine was supposed to be a part of your suit and she talked to you while you walked through things instead of how they did it to where like she was inside of your door swiper, which I can't remember the name of right now. I don't know idea. Uh, anyways, uh, like there's that. So like she there's like a lot of cut dialogue from her. Uh, one thing that I found out is the fish at the deep sea. Um, if you look closely at them, there's just a bunch of faces that they're made out of. So oh, it's like the freaking. wow didn't know what to do with those fishes, but they knew that they were trying to like save humans. So they started putting human faces on the fish. Huh? Creepy. Yeah. <laughs> it made a lot of things way creepier. Okay. Like learning like what they were originally wanting to do with a lot of those things. Yeah. No, I'm just going to get this game play first 10 minutes, probably find the gesture and throw it in a toilet and then quit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did what I came here for. <laughs> well, like, I do sh- that kind of stuff all the time in video games. Like even in control, the first thing I did was just run around the rooms and get stuck on everything. Like <laughs> I learned if you just jump onto like the bread carts, you'll just get stuck in them and you just drag them along. Okay. Yeah. You're definitely game developer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's even, like I was just like, Oh, Hey, look this. Hey, look, I could jump around and stuff. And I was like trying to jump on the janitor in control. It doesn't let you. <laughs> I almost did. Have you kept playing that, by the way? Yeah. Nice. I'm just not far enough for as much to talk about. Right. Cool. Yeah. Um, so Soma, though. Yeah. Um, good stuff. It is. It, that was a really good game. I really love the storyline to it. They did a very good job with it. Yeah. Um, probably one of the better, like, you know, questioning reality, like what makes a human a human, like what makes a soul a soul. It is one of the better pieces of medium that I've seen where they discussed that. I totally agree. Um, also, I played a lesser version of something like that before i even came here kind of thing like i found out about it while i was like waiting for five o'clock to come here to do the podcast Uh um was a game called welcome to heaven and it was literally made by a guy that was like he's basically questioning his religion of christianity and stuff like that so he he put the a lot of the hypocrisies that uh, people deal with heaven and stuff like that and like what defines like a good person and everything uh it 
wasn't a very good game. <laughs> I'll say that much. Oh, it was just aw. like the idea of it. Like, honestly, I think he should have went further with it. Cause like the whole premise of that game is you go to heaven and apparently you're considered to be pure of soul. Therefore you are just in a way to judge souls that are in purgatory and tell whether they are allowed to go to heaven or not. Okay. And like so papers, please, but in heaven kind of. Yeah. <laughs> But like, yeah, basically you, you get to tell like whether, like, do you condemn this person to hell or do you let them into heaven kind of thing? And so like, there's like, Praises, four... please. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I like, I, I said like that. that, but I immediately was like, that would actually be a really cool, like game jam or something. Yeah. Idea. Just paper, please. But heaven. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of what this is. But like, you can tell this guy made it in the afternoon. Um, but yeah, like, cause it's a bunch of like 2d characters and like all the 2d characters are literally like he went to spirit, like the costume place. And then he found people like wearing white tuxedos or like, you know, togas or whatever else. And like kind of cut them out and then put them into the <laughs> pace of them into the game. That'd be okay. me if I made a game in an afternoon. <laughs> yeah. Like the, you, you can tell it was made in afternoon, Yeah, but anyways, uh, it's like, there's four people that you have to judge whether they can go to heaven or not. And like one of them, I'll try to go from what I think was like the least to the worst. Okay. Keep um, it a little short. Yeah. Well, to be fair, I was going to say uh, I saw both endings of this game and I beat it in 29 minutes. OK, uh, first one that I think is like the least is a guy who was bullied a lot because he was insecure. And then he like uh, ended up regretting it later on in life. And I think you have to choose whether he goes to heaven or not. And the next one is this woman who was part of can- cancel culture on like Twitter and stuff like that. And, like basically tried to hold people to a high standard and then realized that she was trying to hold people to such a perfect standard that not a- even she could accomplish it. And so she realized she was in the wrong. The third one is uh, literally a monkey that says that like he really wants to go to heaven, but like are uh, technically animals are not allowed in heaven. But like he's basically like pleading with you, like please, I don't want to die. Kind Did of you thing. let him in heaven? Second time, yes. But like the thing about well, the thing about it, he also has a, a little boy in a cage and says like if you don't let me in, I'm going to kill him. Oh. Well, that's how did he different. get the little boy there? Mm-hmm. He killed the little boy. Well, he killed him. He did. You you were responsible if he kills him twice though. Ooh, <laughs> then you get kicked out of heaven. <laughs> I think the funny thing about this game is if you do let the monkey into heaven, you get to talk to the monkey in heaven afterwards. And he's like, well, this sucks. I don't know why I'm here. It's like, well, I tried to help. It's like, well, it wasn't what I expected. Like, well, what's going to happen to you and the guy, or the boy in the cage then? Oh, him? Me and him have been talking. We're really good friends now. <laughs> <laughs> um, this game sounds so much up my alley. And it's a shame it's 10 minutes long. <laughs> yeah. But there's that. And then like the last one is a guy who tried climbing up the corporate ladder and was basically cutthroating anyone that was trying to get in his way. And like basically putting like basically doing what he could to keep everyone else in the poor house and being like that ruling with an iron fist kind of person because he was scared of uh, not being successful. Boom. Straight to heaven for that guy. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, there's that. And you have to choose whether these people go to heaven or go to hell. And like if you let too many people into heaven, then it becomes impure and then heaven moves to a different realm. (laughs) Then you get stuck in hell. So basically, kind of, yeah. you can't. So it's just the so like that. Like, he- yeah, that don't heaven, just say yes to everyone. Pretty much, <laughs> and then like, well, the whole idea of that is just like kind of the whole um, like what defines a bad person. But like, if you ask me, he didn't go far enough with some of it. Also, if you only have four characters, maybe don't do the joke monkey as one of the characters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
I mean, like, I do kind of get that in the sense of just like, why can't I be like let into heaven? I don't want to die and like burn in hell kind of thing. I right. get the idea of that, but like you did it in kind of a silly way. It, it like I feel like there's a more nuanced way, like having someone who was like I don't like having a different religion or something. Yeah, yeah. is a very more nuanced way of going about that. So just monkey. I, I get why they wanted like that that one character in Papers Please that always has like the silly fake passports, like the character who's basically the comedic relief. Kind of, you yeah. can't really do comedic I mean they had other the weird one. comedic release because like they had a couple other things like one of them that was saying like oh I wasn't smart enough to do anything with my life but I was apparently smart enough to worship the right god existence in itself is a mockery mm-hmm. like it's like there's an angel that literally just says that to you in the game uh there's another okay. one who's like a child that like because he died as a child he made it into heaven automatically but his parents didn't so he just keeps on talking about how he misses his parents uh there is an angel who like got Set, or who got considered to be an archangel and was considered because he was a warrior for God. And like, he talks about how he killed thousands of people in the name of God during the Christian crusades. And therefore he got to automatically go to heaven. Okay. Um, like it starts talking about stuff like that, but like it wasn't done very well, but I like the idea question. What are the two endings? Uh, the two endings is like, congratulations. You didn't let anyone else into heaven. You let it remain pure. Like you, that means that you did good as your job. Go and talk to God now. And then the other one is like, oh, you let too many impure souls into heaven, and now it's impure, and are it's no longer in its pure form, and so we're going to move heaven to another place. This is just now another purgatory. What okay. I what I'm questioning is, what did uh, your character do to deserve having to do this for all of eternity? <laughs> Apparently, he's just the pure boy of wonders. <laughs> so he gets to work forever. Yeah. yeah. So he gets to work as a person who gets to judge everyone else and whether they get to make it into heaven or not. It sounds like a Christian version of <laughs> I mean, yeah, the afterlife. Like a Christian's wet dream. Yeah. In a lot of yeah. <laughs> I think in a weird way, it's kind of making fun of the Christians ver- or a Christian's wet dream of heaven. Yeah. But um, interesting. Yeah. Neat idea. Like, again, just they have the concept of papers, please, for heaven sounds really interesting. Yeah. And that's that's kind of where I jumped into it, too. It's like, oh, that seems interesting on that alone. But like. You can tell it was made in an afternoon and there's like a, some kind of weird things that he put in there just for the sake of putting it in there. Like there's uh, a random corner of heaven where there's a party and like the first guy you talk to is a guy named Marty. So he does that. My name is Marty and I'm here to party thing. And then like okay. there's randomly just an Assassin's Creed character in there because why not? <laughs> sure. You, like okay. if you climb on one of the rooftops. There just happens to be an Assassin's Creed character. Nice. Now that weird. sounds more like um, after party the game. <laughs> I need to, I need to by, play after party still. Yeah, I do. Made by the same people that did fucking Oxen Free. Yeah, which is also a good game. Which is also a game that you need to finish. <laughs> I do need to finish that. Yeah. Also, Miriam in chat says in the Heights. Um, yes, soon. I hope actually. I hope very soon we will have it in the Heights episode. Uh, maybe November. November twenty seven. Well, no, because that'll probably be Star Wars if that's like a Thursday or whatever. I don't know dates. November twenty eighth. What, whatever the last Thursday on in November is is going to be Star. November thirty fifth. That's is when we're going to have that. Remember, remember the fifth of November. Thirty fifth <laughs> of November. November. <laughs> Where we did um, in the Heights, and yeah. it was a great episode. It was high. Hooray. <laughs> Good spiel, Sam. I'm gonna put that right on right in the episode title on that one. <laughs> you did it, Sam. 
<laughs> um, Whatever, man. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, uh, I did watch su- the new Suicide Squad because it was just like, it was literally, I got a notification on my phone. It was just like, Suicide Squad is leaving HBO Max today. Watch it now. Like, okay, I'll watch it now. <laughs> Without spoiling anything, because it is very new. And that, a lot of that movie is stuff I don't want to spoil. Yeah. What'd you think? I liked it. Yeah. Uh, it's dumb, but it's aware of itself. It's, I it love knows that. It's very dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it also... It also makes Margot Robbie's character and um, Joker. Um, no, no, Joker is Joker's not, not in, in the set at all. Right. Um, Poison Ivy. Uh, I'm just thinking uh, Deadshot's character, Idris Elba. Uh, it also makes Idris Elba's not Deadshot. Whatever, or whatever his name is in that game, movie. He he is not the same character as in the first one. Right, but anyways, like <laughs> the thing is, is like the very first one, like it would have been the same movie if it was just those two, or Deadshot and Harley Quinn. And so they actually made other characters feel or their characters feel important without like making any of the other characters feel less important, which I liked. Yeah. And it uh, it did the thing that a lot of comic book movies need to do to actually feel legitimate is it takes these very dumb, jokey things and takes it very seriously. Yeah. Um, even though it's a jo- even if it's like a joke in the world, it takes that joke very seriously. Mm-hmm. Like, it's never like this is fucking stupid comic book shit. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's always like this is dumb, but like fucking it's so great. Am I right, guys? Yeah. yeah. Like, that's um, what it does. That's, I think, what James Gunn does well. That's why he was able to make Guardians work, because he took a bunch of joke characters that nobody could possibly take serious and, and found a way to make to take so them seriously. You say that Star-Lord was a very serious character before the Guardians movie. But he was like an unknown character. Yeah. But he yeah. was like, that's a very different character than he was that he then he made. Was. Yeah, exactly. But like, he turned all of these like nothing characters into huge things. Yeah. Um, like good example, like you said uh, last time we talked about Suicide Squad, Polka Dot Man. Like, yeah, he turned that into something that you can actually weirdly take seriously. Yeah, which is I love Polka Dot yeah. Man. He's so great. I love the Polka Dot Man too. was pretty great. Uh, Melvin, weirdly enough, like I actually kind of liked the whole thing that happened with Melvin mm-hmm. without spoiling it. Uh, I think the I kind of realized what the movie was going to be with Nathan Fillion's character, TDK. Yeah, you realize what that movie is going to be almost immediately. Yeah, because like the whole thing is just like uh he's tdk because he's the i'm I'm not spoiling anything this happens at the very beginning of the movie whoever he's the displacement kid or detachment kid the detachable kid yeah detachable kid and so like his arms detach to go attack the people who are shooting at them and then like the the arms are just like kind of touching people's faces very slowly (laughs) while he's being shot up yeah it's great yeah that movie is fucking it's pretty great like i I do agree like if people aren't watching this then they're missing out on it it it, it was great it really was uh comes out october hooray yeah um sam something i want to talk to you about real quick okay because um, me and you are the only people who have seen it in existence in the world uh, no i certainly <laughs> hope not. bad van 10 um malignant malignant i watched it last mm-hmm. night and immediately when i got done watching it i messaged you and I said sam you have to fucking watch this movie i need to talk about this movie with somebody yeah, and I watched it today, and then I was like, oh, I can't wait to talk about it tonight. Okay, I'm stupid <laughs> because I was just thinking, oh, yeah, Maleficent, that movie that came out. like, <laughs> No, no, Malignant. <laughs> it is a new horror movie by James Wan. Uh, we're not going to spoil it. We're not going to spoil actually what happens, because I think that's the insane stuff that I don't yeah. want to spoil. And Miriam mm-hmm. said no spoilers anyways. Yeah, yeah. Um. It's so fucking insane. Like, he just fucking goes for it, right? Yes. Um, I don't know. 
I don't know if I like this movie or if it's like, uh, but I also feel like it's aware of itself. Oh, and it's super aware <laughs> because, of itself. Okay, so I'm just going to like set the tone here. It feels like a very 90s, cheesy 90s like horror movie. Yes. It feels like it kind of belongs there, but takes like tiny bits and pieces from other eras of horror. Um, it's like, so it, imagine tonally, Robbie, right? It is the house on Haunted Hill, tonally. Okay. But yeah. imagine it has the schlock concept of an 80s horror movie you've never heard of and rented for 35 cents. It's like most of the straight-to-VHS things that we rented yes. as kids. Yes. Okay. But there was also a lot of, like, there was, like, some Scream stuff in there, some stuff in there that made me think of stuff like, um, I don't know, Saw, just, like, the character... Oh yeah. The character the feels like it saw. was the character feels like it was created just to be a new uh enemy in Dead by Daylight. <laughs> Yes, yes, that's exactly what I was thinking. Like, <laughs> to be fair, that phase that phrase alone makes me want to watch it. It's just the character the the villain is so it's, fucking ridiculous. It's really dumb. Um, and, and, and for me, at least, in a good way. Like, it's so dumb. It it knows it's dumb. It has to know how stupid it is. Yeah, it does. I think it. I think it absolutely does. Um. Yeah, I definitely also, recommend watching it because yes, that was a ride. <laughs> also, um, it's James Wan going back to his horror roots of gore. This movie is insanely fucking gory. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's great. also one of those things that um, I actually was listening to a documentary at work not so long ago that I was talking about. Uh, it was in defense of Hostel. And how like that kind of started the whole torture porn thing, and how Hostel itself mm. really isn't all that gory. But it's the same thing with Saw, because they say that Saw also started like the whole torture porn thing. And honestly, like the original Saw isn't really all that gory. Like there is gore in it, but not a lot. It does the classic horror thing of uh, I wouldn't let your say imagination it created, do the work. I wouldn't say it there created are people... that, but maybe brought it to like the mainstream. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a lot of people are saying is like the whole like uh, 2010s movement of a uh, gore porn basically uh that those two movies started it because of how horrific that they were and like looking back at it now they weren't really all that bad in comparison to the way that people talk about them i think at the time that they were very shocking but as those as saw had one up itself over and over and over again yeah like and like just... yeah later saws sure definitely but like that's whenever you started getting a lot more um like this is what makes Saw sell, so we got to have more of this. Right. Kind of so like, here's the thing: this gore is not like Saw gore. It's not like here's like a super gory like torture scene. It is classic 80s slasher gore turned up to 15. Yeah. So it's like <laughs> the the serial killer goes to stab the person, and then the hose that was meant to like spray a little bit of blood broke and sprayed it everywhere. Yes. It's awesome. not like I'm gonna rip out every single rib of the rib cage. No, but the, you do see a lot of bones breaking through arms and stuff. Oof. So there's like, it's a very gory movie in Act 1 and Act 2. And Act 3 decides, what if we kill everybody? What if everybody in this, in every scene just fucking gets mutilated in the most graphic way possible? Y'all just explore, are exploding gore fountains. Yes. It's not like, um, what is that movie? Nightmare on Elm Street. Dead or, 
Dead Alive? Dead or Alive? Dead or Alive? Whatever that movie does. Dead or Alive Beach Volleyball? <laughs> oh, yeah. Dead Alive. Very gory. Brain Dead, I think that's called. Is that the movie I'm I don't fucking know. thinking about? I don't know oh. what you're thinking about. I think she, oh, yeah, because yeah, there's a movie that's called Dead Alive. <laughs> Not Dead or, but Dead Alive. I don't, I don't know if that's yeah, the movie. Yeah, Dead Alive. It, it would, the very, like, ending scene or like the goriest scene is like one of the <laughs> it's like one of those ridiculous like everything is soaked in blood <laughs> it's an 80s cheesy horror movie it's great but the closest thing that i can put Trust this with is basket case yeah uh brain dead was a 1992 horror comedy yeah yeah okay um but like the closest thing that i can say this is tonally to is basket case honestly okay really um, i I don't know about well, sort of actually. It's just sort of in that genre. Yeah, it's in that same like, like schlock garbage genre. Yeah. <laughs> um. um no. if, if this helps anybody, um, there is a gothic horror rendition of "Where Is My Mind" that is the theme of the movie. That like, where is my mind? But like, what if gothic horror with like metal guitars and like heavy bass? and like weird drums hmm. that's the theme of the movie it's so silly and ridiculous yeah. i think i like it i, <laughs> I haven't it, seen it yet but i think i like it i i highly recommend watching it the third act is fucking nuts this movie is so stupid and silly and just it like knows the, it. just like the end of dead alive because like i've seen dead alive i didn't realize until i looked yeah. it up and then i realized like oh we've talked about this movie that's the yeah. How we said it's crazy that Peter Jackson was able to uh, direct Lord of the Rings because he directed Dead Alive and then directed Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Which is insane to think about. But yeah, HBO Max is on there right now or in theaters. Definitely rated R. Um, don't sleep on this one. Rated X. I would I would be shocked if there wasn't a rated X version out there. It is insanely <laughs> gory. Yeah. Uh, okay. So when I first started, I didn't really know what to. Well, first of all, I thought it was going to be a movie in Spanish because every fucking trailer I saw on YouTube was in Spanish for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> huh, it's, I wonder if there's potentially Spanish speaking people around you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, every now and then I get I get ads in Spanish on YouTube every now and then. I've, I've been getting them a lot. I don't know why. But anyway. I get insurance ads. Yeah, half my ads yeah. are Spanish. I uh, mine are usually uh, like, take this pill for whatever reason, but it's in Spanish. Huh. Like, anyway. you, know, like, but yeah. you know, like those like 2000s uh, yeah, medication yeah. commercials? Yeah. yeah, it's like yeah. it's that in Spanish. Um, But yeah, I thought it was going to be in Spanish. It's not. It was just the trailers that YouTube decided <laughs> to show me. Nice. <laughs> um, uh, and I, yeah, I didn't know what it was going to be like tonally or what it was about at all. Um, I didn't expect what it was at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if a... anybody could expect that. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think you could. It's... The trailers do not let on anything that happened no. in the movie. It's, it's so just, great. I feel like there's such a, a weird, time for horror i guess because there's like i feel like a lot of experimentation going on um especially with like empty man <laughs> which is which, also on hbo max now which, that one again, was also another movie that i'm roller coaster i think i i'm convinced it's actually good 
yeah. I think so. The empty man. The empty man. The empty man. Yeah, there's no way. Like, if you if you describe what this movie is actually about to anybody, they would be like, "That is the stupidest fucking thing ever," and yeah. they would not watch it. <laughs> and the trailers do not tell you anything that this movie is at all. They don't no. tell you any plot points, oh, even a little bit. They don't even actually capture the tone of this movie in the trailers. No, honestly. absolutely not. It has such a weird tone. It does. It has such an eighties fucking nineties tone to it so much <laughs> it fucking starts off with a thunderstorm and a far off a giant asylum yeah it's yeah. so, so it, good it, it's so good it starts off with scooby-doo <laughs> I, you need to watch it, it you gotta watch yeah it. <laughs> just watch it watch i highly it. recommend it to everybody maybe we'll talk about it more after it's been out for a while and okay yeah it's one of those you don't want to spoil it because you want people to watch it for sure yes yeah (laughs) yeah it's so weird anyway um e hello you you watched and played some stuff yeah um i actually watched the first season of something which is pretty uncommon for me (laughs) in its entirety yeah um i watched a new netflix show called centaur world centaur Uh, world it is a cartoon as you can I'm moving, yeah. It is a cartoon, as you can probably guess by the fact I only watch cartoons, basically. I would be shocked if it were live action. Yeah. Um, it's a weird one to describe, honestly. So I, The basic premise is like there's a huge war and there's a rider and your horse that are that have like a talisman, basically. Okay. And as they're trying to bring it back to the general, the talisman falls off a cliff and the horse goes after it. And okay. through this, the horse is transported to Centaur World. So now there's just a horse in Centaur World? Yeah. And this isn't like all... Centaur World isn't like, oh, it's all horse, half horse, half humans. Centaurs could be any animal in this world. Okay, like, so it's just half animal, half animal, and then there's just this one horse. Yeah. That's all one animal. Yeah. Is it considered like the greatest thing ever? Because it's just all No, the horse is considered really weird because they're just one animal. Freak of nature? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But what do you mean it's half horse and half horse? You're weird. That's weird. Well, there's a line in the show that's like, I don't even know what a horse is. I know what a horse centaur is. (laughs) And I don't like them. It's pretty good. So it's a comedy. Uh, Yeah, but it's like an adventure comedy. I would describe it. Um, Okay, okay. So it was one I finished watching and I do think people should watch it, but I don't know if you would like it much, Daria. Um, it's very okay. wacky, like wacky, zany humor. And I don't remember how you really feel about like super wacky, zany. I like wacky. I just want there to be a point in the plot. There is. So the entire purpose is they need to rebuild the key so the horse can get back to the war, basically. Yeah, if there's a purpose to it, I, don't, I, I like humor. I like comedy. So... Yeah, sure. I would say give it a shot then. Um, Centaur it's World. One, it's, yeah, Centaur World. It's 10 episodes What's for the season. Netflix. Okay. Um. So I won't say much, obviously, since I guess you are somewhat interested in but yeah, yeah. Uh, I It's very interesting. I like the characters a lot. It gives me a lot of vibes of uh, early Adventure Time, which, of course, you have never seen, but uh, it it's very like that vibes, and it's just it's really good. 
it's not like my favorite thing that Netflix has put out in a while, but I th- it's still really good. Okay. All right. Yeah. Centaur World. Centaur World. Um, it's right. also a musical. I guess that's probably important. I love musicals. Yeah. Uh, Is the there a murder is- mystery in there? I would be fucking sold. <laughs> no. Damn it. I don't think there is. Fuck. There's a lot of interesting metaphors that go on it. Like, but also a I mystery of is... somebody who sees this horse then realizes he can make full animals and so he starts cutting all the centaurs in half to try to make full animals in no. the Frankenstein way. <laughs> nah, not that. Um, there's a magic wishing tree though, so that could potentially happen. Ooh. Yeah. But yeah, it's like a interesting adventure. It does have a plot for the first season. They set up a second season, so I assume they're having one. Who knows? I mean, it's, Netflix usually will give them like two or three seasons. I don't think there's a lot of cartoons specifically that only got one season and we're except uh, for Tuca and Birdie, but that was a say, specific yeah. thing that Netflix <laughs> did for a specific reason. Yeah, they don't like paying people. Yeah. Um <laughs> but yeah, I definitely highly recommend it. I think it's really interesting. Okay. And it's got a good cast of characters. All yeah. right. All right. Centaur World. Centaur World. Gotta uh, check it out. Yeah, so I guess if you watch it by the next time, we could talk. I could talk more about it then. Yeah. Um, okay. And uh, the other thing, I played WarioWare Get It Together, which is the new WarioWare game that came out yesterday. I've heard mixed things. Uh, I beat it already, which it's a WarioWare it's a game. Warrior. It's not gonna, yeah. You're not going to be playing the story for that long. I think it was like maybe three hours it mm-hmm. took me to beat the game. Yeah. Uh, I think it's pretty good. It's not like my... It's not my favorite WarioWare game or anything. Okay. That, But I think the gimmick is better than a lot of people give it credit for. On the same boat, there are some times when the gimmick's really annoying. Okay. So, do you know what the gimmick is of that game? You literally control the character. Yeah. So, yeah. like, you'll each character has a different, like, way of movement or attacking or anything. Yeah. And the micro games are still designed fairly similar to how they are in older WarioWare games. And sometimes you just get a bad <laughs> combination. Okay. So that's that's where a lot of people's gripes come with. But it's one of those things where, like, you're not going to, like, know when it's a fine combination that works all right. You're going to know when it's one that's annoying. Yeah, you're just going to know when, like, this doesn't fucking work at all. Yeah. And I would, I've never found one that I felt was impossible. Okay. So that's important to note. I, it's just, like, when it's in speed up mode, sometimes it's hard. And it do- this does lead to a thing where, like, WarioWare is already kind of hard where you have to figure out what you're doing in a millisecond before the timer runs out. Yeah. So now you have to, one, figure out which mini game you're playing <laughs> and figure out which character you're going to be doing. Like, it gives you a little more time to, like, here's your character. Okay. But you still have to be like, okay, how does this character work with this mini game, though? Right. So, like, I'm still, like, there's still combinations I've just never experienced. Huh. Because there's just, like, there's I think there's 15 characters total and so like 200 whatever my dreams. So does the minigame change with each character? There's like slight variances depending on if that character like one. Th- there's one character. He can't move and he throws discs. <laughs> OK, so if it's a minigame that requires moving, what happens is they'll put a hoop on the screen. And if the disc hits the hoop, you'll be put onto the hoop. so like stuff like that will change and that's what i mean when i say there's not like an impossible thing okay it's just gonna be hard sometimes right so like if you have that character and it's one where you have to constantly be moving it's kind of annoying gotcha okay but yeah uh yeah it's like 
it's very on par with WarioWare. It's not like it, it doesn't blow me away, but it's still really fun, and I still definitely would recommend it if you're a fan of WarioWare. It's not like this is the destruction of the famous WarioWare series. No, if anyone says that their nostalgia glasses are on too tight, I'm gonna say like <laughs> it, my favorite WarioWare is the one on the Wii. But <laughs> yeah, like it's definitely like a really good thing, and like I heard some of the like other aspects like because warrior always you unlock a weird amount of side content mm-hmm. i heard like the multiplayer stuff isn't as fun this time around i've live alone so obviously i haven't tried that yet you didn't have a controller to make <laughs> he wasn't having it <laughs> um but like there's other random stuff like there's something that makes so much sense for a warrior game but actually hasn't been added now you can customize those characters Oh, cool. So, like, you can unlock colors and stuff. And I was like, this makes so much sense. I, I can't believe it wasn't in the WarioWare game already. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And, like, so, yeah, there's that. Um, WarioWare Gold added, like, an achievement system for WarioWare. And they kept that, which, like, is good. But at the same time, I don't know how much I like achievements in WarioWare. Okay. Because, like, some are, like, play this minigame a hundred times Ugh. with or stuff like that. Like, none are that much. But, like. Right. It it kind of doubles because every uh, stage is the intended version, which like somewhere like three characters, four characters, five characters. Mm-hmm. And when you beat the game, there's the every character edition. So like technically speaking, to clear all the challenges for a stage, you'll have to beat it twice. One with the three or whatever characters and one with every character. Huh. And it's not the worst, but, like, it gets kind of annoying, especially because, again, like, some characters... Not every character is created equally. Right. <laughs> and sometimes I'm like, fuck, I have to play this character. <laughs> well, like, okay. there's there's some that, like, are just annoying, honestly. So my least favorite character is Ninevolt, who automatically goes left and right on a skateboard. It just bounces off walls. And you can't stop him. You can, like, kind of stop him momentarily to throw a yo-yo up. Huh. But, like, when the game's going fast, it's not, there's not enough time to react. Yeah, you're not going to be able to do that. Yeah. So, like, he's my least favorite character by far. But, like, so many characters just kind of invalidate everything, too. Like, uh, Ashley's a character. She could just fly in whatever direction you hold. So, like, you could just stop whenever oh, you need to. That seems great. And she also could just throw projectiles anywhere. Oh. <laughs> so, like, she's just kind of the best i feel like so there's definitely characters like this is hard mode character this is easy mode character right but it's not like balanced like that is the thing huh so some of the characters break the game yeah i want to say break the game because you only get them for one mini game and <laughs> but like but still. what does breaking the game really mean in WarioWare? but mm. <laughs> like there it, some are definitely easier than others and i don't know if it was entirely intentional to have some be like so easy Hmm. Then again, the idea is like you're supposed to hand off the controller to a friend and they can play the other character. Oh, really? Yeah. So like you have two people on at the same time huh. is the idea. I obviously haven't tested that. Right. And I imagine that would break the game more because you could just be like, all right, I'll be guy who shoots right. And you'd be <laughs> guy who shoots left. And we could probably beat every video game. Yeah. But I don't know. It's still fun. Like I, it's still a warrior game for sure. It's still fun. Uh, yeah. So that's most of my things. The uh, I would say the boss mini games are really good this time around. Oh, like um, Nine Volt, who's always like the Nintendo games. <laughs> His you just had to beat a level of Super Mario World, and cool. it's really good actually. 
And like, there's one character who actually, again, it's one of the if you're flying character, you can just win. Yeah. But like, if your character has to stay on the ground, there's actually a lot of like, uh, pits and stuff like a Mario game. So it's actually kind of fun to like just try to do it. Nice. Are the pits and stuff randomized, or is it the same every time? No, like it's uh warrior. So there's three versions of right. level. So it's a uh, it's like one one, a wood level and a castle level. Okay. Are the three? Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's a lot of stuff like that. It's just really fun cool so yeah um yeah so verdict is basically it's not the best warrior game but it's still really good definitely not the worst yeah definitely not the worst all right like i mean if people say this was the worst they're clearly forgetting that there was a warrior game for the dsi that used the dsi camera that was like 10 minutes long oh that's awful the wii u WarioWare game which people have said like one fifth of it is fun yeah, yeah, I, I have that. I, uh, I hold that as well. Yeah, people debate if that's even a WarioWare game. Honestly, I would say but... no because there's like four mini games, and then yeah. like if you unlock it, there are micro mini games. Yeah, and one of the mini games is just, hey, you want to play WarioWare? Actually, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I, I genuinely did almost buy it just for that one, but I was like. <laughs> Is that gonna be really worth it though? No. In this WarioWare yeah. mini game, you have to beat the WarioWare mini games. Yeah. <laughs> Inside of the WarioWare mini games. I guess I should say too, uh that game it uh WarioWare is fifty dollars. So that's some of why I think some people are getting kind of antsy because right. we're getting to a point where people are like super anal about dollar or hours per dollar and all that. Yeah, that's true. Like, and I, I, I kind of get it, but I think it's a very limiting mindset to have, and leads to a lot of bloat in video games. I agree. Yeah, I think that. So again, I, I've been shooting on Assassin's Creed for a while, yeah. but <laughs> Assassin's Creed Valhalla, like that game, shouldn't be 110 hours. Yeah, there's just not enough depth yeah. in that. Yeah, I um, think Ubisoft is very prevalent of putting too much fetch quests in their games to pad it out. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But they've been doing that for a long time. Like. I remember seeing that in like Far Cry 3. Yeah. Like I've been playing um, Ghost Recon Breakpoint with a couple of work friends. And it's just like a thing to where like if one person owns it, everybody can just join and play, which oh. is actually really nice. And there's like no limits to it. You're just playing Damn. the game. You can play they the game. They caught up to them. the Nintendo DS with the DS download play. <laughs> kind of actually. <laughs> um, yeah. You can just play as much as you want. You have all the full features of it. You have everything. It's just the full game, but you're just mm. playing with buddies is all. Hmm. Um, so we've been playing that and that game has every 10 feet there's a new base to shoot up which is fine because shooting bases with friends and that is fun but like if I were playing alone I don't know if that would be good for me yeah that's actually the uh, Far Cry 2 actually is like that was my main problem with that game is literally like going to your first mission every single corner like legitimately every corner that you take on the road going to your first mission you have to fight people yeah yeah, I hate some. I mean, that's a big reason why I don't like open world is because like in all like I'm the kind of player as soon as like there's a distraction, I just immediately do it. Which <laughs> yeah, is, that's why you hate open world. Yeah, and is an issue I have with Metroidvanias because sometimes the distraction is, hey, look at this thing you could do later. I'm like, I'm trying to jump and I can't reach it. Why can't I reach it? I'll just stay there for like 20 <laughs> minutes until I'm like, I probably need a thing, I guess. Or he had that issue where it's like. I there are like these parts where they crush you in the water, but I notice I can like squeeze past two of three. So I was like, <laughs> oh, I bet I could get that as I time it right. So I was like dodging out the first one and like barely making it. One time I did get to past it, 
What? But I was not supposed to be there and couldn't do anything. <laughs> so it's like, hey, cool, you made it past. Uh, you just gotta use that same ability you just used to get past the easy thing for all the rest of the things. Yeah, that's kind of what happened. It was like, oh yeah, you got the water dash, right? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because like immediately after, it's like it was this part where it's just a bunch of water blowing fast to in the water. Yeah, and you need the dash to just go through it. And I was like, why can't I move? <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's great. Weird that I have a game design when I have so many issues playing video games, but you know. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, um, yeah. So, yeah, uh, there's a couple other things that I, I had watched this last week. Um, beautiful Boy. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, was a very depressing film. It's based off of a true story about a dad coming to grips with how he can possibly help his son who's addicted to crack. Oh. Uh, and then meth. Oh, no. And then heroin. Oh, no. Uh, based off true story, um, it's super depressing because it has... Um, I can't think of any of the actors' names. I am just a, not an actor name. Leonardo DiCaprio. No, no. John it, Cena. No. I'm gonna, have to, I'm gonna have to open IMDb. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. N- nope. As the son. <laughs> <laughs> and Gary Oldman plays the dad. <laughs> no, no, thankfully not. Seth Rogen's actually the dad. <laughs> that would be awesome. Steve Carell. Okay. So it stars Steve Carell as the dad, and then um Timothy Chalamet as the son who's addicted to drugs. Um Timothy Chalamet is a really good actor. He's really fucking good. And um, Steve Carell is honestly really good in this dramatic role. Yeah. Um, I mean, Steve Carell does drama really well for being known as a comedy actor. He does, actually. Um, yeah, it's just like a super heartbreaking film that's really, really hard to watch because you just... It's just watching this movie of like this parent being like, I don't know how to help my son and like having to come to grips with like, no matter what I do, if they don't want to help themselves, I can't help them. Um, and I'm just going to spoil the ending because it's like really depressing, but like... At the end, it's like eventually he hit rock bottom and he almost died, the kid. And uh, he's been sober nine years now. So like it, it, it thankfully ends with like, yeah, he didn't die. So you didn't just get to watch this movie about this kid dying. <laughs> you don't watch it. You don't watch a kid slowly kill himself with drugs over the course of two hours. Yeah. Um. I mean, you do, basically. <laughs> um. But it really is just one of those movies to where like you get to not get to you. You have to watch like. You get the satisfaction of watching a depressing movie. <laughs> you have to like watch a very real story that happened to somebody and like the depths that they went to to feed their addiction. Uh, same thing with Candy. I don't think that's based on a true story, but it it reminded me most of Candy, which is a Heath Ledger film about being addicted to heroin. This is last full film. Mm-hmm. I remember you talking about that. I want to bring it to the podcast eventually. It's very sad. <laughs> We did have a chance to buy it at one point in time, but this was pre-podcast days. Yes, yes, it was. Um, like, $10, no way, Jose. Well, it wasn't even that. It was just like, we're here to pick up some other movies. Like, we're already, like, all of us are already holding, like, four or five movies as it is. We'll come and pick it up some other day after we have money to come pick it up. Basically. And it was yeah. never there again. Um, Kind of. Um, So another thing that I was, like, I was walking through Walmart. I was, like, buying some groceries. I was walking at the pure filters. And lo and behold, on a shelf, is another Are You Afraid of the Dark thing. Uh, last year they came out with... No, it's like a whole new series oh. season. Um, 
last year they came out with a four-part special that was basically just a movie honestly because each episode was just 30 minutes long <laughs> it was four episodes um and it was just like a a reboot of are you afraid Wait, of the dark? is it are you afraid of dark already was 30 minute episodes wasn't it like 22 yeah <laughs> but like it was like 24 episodes a season yeah yeah he's saying this so is this a four was episode. four episodes but like you say why did you, you're saying it was like a movie isn't that just like four episodes yes okay. that's what i said you said it was like a movie yeah it's basically a movie because it's four episodes there there are four individual episodes right. that are 30 minutes long are they connected yes okay <laughs> yes it's all part. one story yeah that's why i was like i was just weird though you would say it's like a movie if it was like four unrelated episodes no no they're so all right like, okay so like an anthology no they're basically. all all the same story kind of like what okay. they did with the first season of castlevania it's... Or what they did with Fear Street? Yes, it's like Fear Street. <laughs> Actually, no, it's not like Fear Street because it's literally just a movie. It's just a movie broken up into three 30-minute parts. We're in so many Why? <laughs> That's why I said kind of like what they did with like the Netflix version of or Netflix's Castlevania because they weren't sure if it was going to work or not. I have no idea. And I didn't watch it. I didn't like So the, the very first season was only four episodes and it was four 30-minute long episodes because they were unsure if people, if, if people would want to watch it. And so whenever it became popular, they started coming out with new seasons. And the, our season two, three, and four are all longer. But the very first season is only the first four episodes because they were unsure if they were going to be able to like make it a series. So they just basically made a movie and then cut into four episodes. So um, it is like a new series. Okay. Um, I'm looking. Is this the thing that I think it is? No. 1970, yeah okay okay so it was actually three episodes okay and they were all 40 minutes okay um tomato tomato <laughs> it was just called are you afraid of the dark and it's just a reboot um it's basically it not in the same way that the goosebumps movie was a reboot though right no okay um this is so the the closest thing i could probably put it to is the um scary stories to tell in the dark movie Okay. To where like they all tell stories, but like then now they're in a in a story for real. Like the story's actually happening to them. Oh no. That's that's what that movie is. Okay. Um it's four or three forty minute episodes. And um it was really good. It was honestly very, very mature. It was on Nickelodeon, but it like didn't feel like it was four kids. It just felt yeah. like a really good movie about Are you afraid of the dark? It was really good. I was gonna ask if they were reprising the roles, but it might be weird to have thirty years old telling stories around a campfire. Um, I honestly don't think that they do. I think that they have some like nods towards old stories in the show, but I don't think they have anybody like come in that was in the They're like, look out, it's Zeke the Clown. Um Hong Kong. Yes. Oh. <laughs> yeah, there are there are Zeke the Clown references. There's like a bunch of references to old stories and stuff. Um looking through this, I think there might be a couple cameos actually. But look out, it's the ghost of the child that was kinda cold. <laughs> um Point being, though, it was actually really good. Extremely well acted. Okay. Like, not even just for, like, a Nickelodeon TV movie, but, like, it was just straight up extremely well acted. All the kid actors were great. How could it be Are You Afraid of the Dark if it's well acted? Well, that's the thing. So this new one, <laughs> Are You Afraid of the Dark, <laughs> Curse of the Shadows, not... is not nearly as well acted or produced. Uh. Um, it is very clear that this is a television show. It is six parts. They're all 40 minutes long. Uh, I saw it on the shelf. It was $12 for DVD. There is not a Blu-ray thing. I looked it up on Amazon, just on DVD, and uh, started watching it with Liz. Episode one was fine, uh-huh. but, like, nothing not hooked as good. me. Okay. Like, it didn't feel it didn't feel nearly as mature 
it did do it, it there's a fun moment in it to where like they make a magician who's telling a story like do the whole midnight society thing and that was very fun that was very nostalgic for me um sure but like that character himself is very much like children's show like i'm the wacky adult kind of thing do um, your homework no more like you stupid kids i hate you all don't watch me do things like eat your pants basically yeah um it's a uh, so in that regard it's it's very much more for children okay which is fine honestly like it's a yeah. children's show in the first place it's fine you're saying the first reboot was kind of lightning in a bottle for you then i think it might be i'm gonna watch the full thing i bought it okay so gonna watch the full thing um hopefully it gets better i really hope so but nothing grabbing me so far it's basically right now it's the lights out monster in it it's afraid of the dark so it's very literal yeah we'll see what happens with it um, or from that one fucking Tooth Fairy movie. What was that movie? Teeth. Oh, um, <laughs> Darkness Falls. Yeah, Darkness Falls. That the one you keep saying horrible. you want to bring, but you never did. No, it's really bad. It's genuinely just <laughs> it's a bad so movie. Bad. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you want to bring it so much then? Because it scared the crap out of me when I was 10. Because I was afraid of the dark what? when I was 10. Well, I'm afraid of the dark now. I don't want to be scared of no Tooth Fairy. I don't think it'll scare you as an adult. I think I was just a dumb child. <laughs> Actually, I know I was a dumb child. Yeah, but I'm a <laughs> dumb adult. No, you're fine. Um, so the other thing that I watched, and I think Sam has been watching a, another season of this as well, was American Horror Story. Mm. Yeah, I've been watching uh, Apocalypse. Yeah. Which is a little behind. I'm a little behind, but like I, I only very behind. really watch that show when I feel like it, which isn't very often, like once a year. Maybe, so. It's not yeah, I'm good. Behind. It's not good. <laughs> it's just not good. Nice. Yeah, I it tries to be good. I kind of fell off American Horror Story with a freak show. I, a lot of people did, yeah. actually. I'd be very disappointed <laughs> if, a, if something wasn't trying to be good. Like, if it just is like, eh, fuck well, it. Well, here's the thing good. about... I don't know. This is what happens with like every season that I've watched, which is most of them. I haven't watched them all the way through, and I'll tell you uh-huh. why. So... Um, it starts, they all start out pretty promising and they have some good, um, story and it seems pretty cool. I like where it's going. And then it like fucking goes way off the rails and introduces like so many different dumb plot points and characters. And the season I'm currently watching now, it's actually like bringing back characters from previous seasons. And here's the thing about American Horror Story. So with every season... They use a lot of the same actors because it is like a, I guess, anthology. Is that what you call it? Yeah, it is. Um, So it's like a different story for every season. And they use the same characters or the same actors, different different characters. characters. Yeah. And in this season, they're using the same actors for all of these different characters. And it's just, it's weird. I don't know. It's not good. Yeah, so the last full season I watched, besides the one I'm currently watching, was Roanoke. And yeah. that season was so bad, I decided it to was not bad. watch it ever again. I think that's the one that made me not want to ever watch it again. But then, here I am. Yeah, because Roanoke was like, alright, here's the setup. We're in Roanoke, and it's a... <laughs> It's a reality show. And then like halfway yeah. through, it's like, it's not a reality show, actually. This was a scripted show, but now we're going to make a scripted show faking the reality show, but it's actually reality, but you don't know that. 
and it was so fucking trash. It was so bad. No, like it was just garbage. It was literal fucking garbage. It was so bad. It's like they're trying really, really hard to like be original and have like these crazy stories, but it's just it turns out real shit. (laughs) So after the Roanoke season was what's the name of that one? It was it was all political political based. Yeah. I don't remember what it's called. Me either. I skipped that one. Oh, I was like, oh god. No, it was literally Even the like plot the was whole... that there is like a cult leader who loves Trump and so he creates a cult praising Trump and killing people. That was the season. Yeah, even like the whole premise of that like even back then I was like, uh this is not aged well. Yeah, even when it came out. Played. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, the season after that was Apocalypse, which is what Sam's watching right now. Mm-hmm. And then after Apocalypse is the season that I am currently watching, which is called Double Feature, mm-hmm. which is them not even pretending to hide the fact that they couldn't come up with a full 10 episodes for one story. Oh, is it the one where they're doing like the short stories? Basically, So it's fi- the first five episodes is one story and the next five episodes is a whole different story. Okay. Maybe they knew their formula was like about halfway through each season it started to get really fucking shitty stuff and they're like, okay, we'll only do like half. Oh yeah. Here's the thing though, I'm watching it and they're like, Man, halfway through every season we get really shitty. What if we just get shitty on episode two? Nice. <laughs> Speed run. It really does feel like that. Like every season, the my least favorite part, and it happens every fucking season, is the dad of the family just becomes a fucking asshole every season (laughs) that happens so like episode one boom dad's an asshole episode two dad's an abusive asshole boom right away you get right into it right into the shitty plot holes and stuff not plot holes plot (laughs) points plot points which probably end up being plot holes they're just gonna increase the pace but i'm not gonna fucking (laughs) next season it's only gonna be three every time (laughs) well (laughs) eventually it's gonna be are you afraid of the dark but it's gonna be with adults and then they just towards a different story each four episode. Four minutes well, into it, they'll immediately get shitty. Robbie, you said they they're gonna have Are You Afraid of the Dark? It's a different story every episode. They are literally already doing that right now. That season <laughs> yeah. just ended. It's a spinoff called American Horror Stories. Oh, okay. It's literally a different story every episode. Damn it! I thought we learned from Alien and Aliens. You shouldn't just pluralize the name of a series. <laughs> nope. It's still just AHS. Same thing. It's very confusing to look up. Um. But I I watched five episodes of American Horror Stories, and half of those are just going back to old plot points. <laughs> Literally, the first two episodes is a double episode that follows the same plot, but going back to the house that's in season one. In Apocalypse, they go back to the first house. And, oh, they like, and also, um... there's another episode in season six where they go back to that house again, but with a different story. Oh but no, literally, the point is they go back to that house again. <laughs> yes, we get it. The yeah, they're running out of ideas. The best, but come on. <laughs> <laughs> they should just uh, have the thing just take place in that house at that point. They, they're basically at that point now. Yeah. Just have and new like, characters move in every episode. <laughs> and like Apocalypse, they bring back the whole, basically like the whole coven season and Which all I the cast from coven. that. Yeah. I didn't hate that one. But that's fine. Yeah, well, that's because you're bi. <laughs> what? <laughs> She's a witch. I'm bi? No. <laughs> uh, yeah. You might be that too. I don't know. 
I don't pry into that part of your life. Okay. Um, but yeah, so like, here's the thing that's annoying. And I didn't watch this episode. I saw the trailer for it and literally made a very distinct choice to not watch the episode because I said, fuck this, I'm done with American Horror Stories at this point. Because the that's acting in them is time. all garbage. It's all garbage. Um, I think it's not all that garbage. I no, no, think... no. In American Horror Story, it's good. Oh. In American Horror Stories, Stories. it's garbage. Okay, yeah. There, there's a, a confusion. <laughs> yep. So the first two episodes of American Horror Stories is um, a family moves into this house, a gay couple and their daughter, and this gay couple wants to um, revitalize the house and turn it into a haunted B&B. Why? Because that they think it's gonna make them money to be able to be like this place is haunted and like here's like a murder mystery B and B and you just stay here for the weekend and like that's the fun thing which honestly I would fucking go to that that sounds fucking dope. <laughs> yeah, um, fun. Make one yourself. <laughs> okay, like, right here. Like a murder mystery escape room, but it's a B and B. Yeah, and you're there for the whole weekend. Yeah, okay. that sounds super fun. You wake up, your door's locked. You have to figure out where the hell the key is. That sounds awesome. That yeah. sounds awful. <laughs> sounds like, hungry. That sounds the like the best thing. Anyway, so like they go there and. Then, like, the whole thing with the house is, it's like, super sexual repression. Like, that's the point of the house, is sexual uh, repression. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so she eventually learns that she's into real dark BDSM stuff. And then she eventually learns that she can only come if she kills people, the daughter. And she ends up killing a bunch of people. And then, like, goes to the house, end up killing a contractor that they get who's having an affair. Because also, within those two episodes, they hit the punchline of, one of these dads gotta be an asshole. So one of them just be- starts cheating and becomes a huge asshole with their contractor. You know, part um, of that, part of that sounds like a, an erotica story I wrote. <laughs> I would believe it. Again, I don't cry <laughs> into that part of your life. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, like that's the plot. And then everybody dies except for the daughter who gets away. And she just becomes a serial killer is how it basically says it. But everybody who dies in the house is stuck in that house. Uh. Lives to come everybody dies day. and so the daughter gets <laughs> off so many times with everybody dying and then goes off to find more people to get off to while she kills yeah but like the thing is like well your parents died here but like they're gonna keep everything safe but you need to leave because you shouldn't be stuck here for forever um and so the parents are stuck there and along with everybody else who dies in the house that's how the house works um and it leaves off with them being like well i guess we can't do our bed and breakfast ghost house now wait, wait. and then episode six is just a couple goes to stay at the bed and breakfast ghost house. <laughs> and that was the point I decided I'm not going to fucking watch this. I'm not fucking doing it. Um, yeah, so I just stopped watching it. And then American Horror Stories is they're just doing vampires again. They that did was vampires the hotel, for a whole season. The one with yeah. Lady Gaga. Yeah, Yeah, that was Lady Gaga. Uh, they just decided they're going to do vampires again okay. for five episodes. And then Which after that, that five season... episodes, they're doing Aliens. Oh my god! Of course they are. Um, what else? What are they gonna fucking do? It's gonna be a fucking like purge thing. I bet. Like an. I um, think that's what the pandemic. idea. Of the, <laughs> I think the purge one was the idea of that political one. That was basically the purge oh. season. Um, yeah, but I don't worry because they have been greenlit for three more seasons after they're this. They're gonna one. do vampire oh. aliens. So despite the fact that they keep on going downhill, they're still just getting more money to make more seasons. I mean, Jiraiya says they're going downhill. I don't know if the ratings have gone downhill, have they? I have no idea, honestly. Well, I can't... Probably not, if they're getting... They should yeah, do... if they've been... Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was going to say they should do North, Norse mytholo- mythology, but it's American Horror Stories. 
<laughs> you could do a Wendigo. You could steal it anyways. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's cryptids. That would be cool. Yeah. Cryptids. Cryptids yeah, would be do a Mothman. really cool season. That would be super cool. Do they not? Have they not done Mothman? I feel no. like it's nope. one of the most no. iconic American horror stories. No, they've not done like a classic American horror story. <laughs> Why no, is it called American Horror Stories then? I mean, the closest to a classic American horror story that they did was, um, once again, in Freak Show, uh, they had a killer clown, which was like a John Wayne Gacy. Thing, oh, yeah. Which, and then they abandoned him on episode four, and yeah. then the rest of that season. Yeah. Exactly. Which, exactly. That clown was like the creepiest part of it all, and then they just fucked it up again. They fucked it all up. <laughs> Going back to the season that we didn't watch, uh, I did keep track of like what was happening in the story on that one, because I wanted to know if it was going to be worth watching. Turns out, no. Garbage. Um, <laughs> shocker. Wow. <laughs> um, the political guy who loves Trump, his whole thing with wanting to kill everybody is he was also inspired by the clown from the season four. Season four. Oh so his whole like look is based off of that clown. Hmm. And he gets a cult. So does he not have clown. a jaw anymore? He pro- I don't know. I didn't watch it, but probably <laughs> still has a jaw until like season until like episode four. And then it sucks. I bet. Jamie says, hello. What are you talking about? Uh, American Horror Stories. And story. story, American Horror Stories and American Horror Story. <laughs> yeah, because it's one of those things because like I remember hearing the initial plot for American Horror Story and I was just like, oh, I mean, it's for TV. They're not going to be able to get the true essence of horror. And then I saw season two with Asylum and then realized like, oh, this is actually pretty good. And then it just steadily started going downhill. I yep. like season one. I loved season two. Season two was great. Season, season three was boring. Season four was OK. Season five was, was OK. What was three? Was that Coven? Three yeah, was, that was Coven. Coven. Four okay. was Freak Show. I... Five was Hotel. Six was six was the Roanoke. political yeah, Roanoke or Roanoke, and then political. And then seven one. was political, and then, and then apocalypse. apocalypse. Right? Didn't they do like an eighties inspired one too? Yeah, that's another one I didn't watch. I think I, I started watch watching it, one. and then I was like, nah. <laughs> yeah, that one is literally as called nineteen eighty seven. So that was just like a special inspired one. 1984 yeah. or 1987. Is there actually a movie called 1984? I don't know. Probably. There is a movie book. called 1984. It's based off of the book. Yeah. Also, um, I can usually tell if a season's going to be good depending on who they decide is their main character. And I really don't like the actress who they had for 1984. Even though, like, Dion, who's been on the show a few times, said that he really liked the slasher who's season that? and it was really good. Um, the actress who they had starring in it was Emma Roberts, and I really don't fucking like her as an actress. So Emma Roberts, I don't know what her face looks like. Let me see. Look her up real quick. She's Julia Roberts' niece. Okay, yeah, I know. Yeah, I would, I would say he. Or it's Eric Roberts' daughter, but I, I don't think you guys have no any idea who Eric Roberts is. I don't know any nope. of these. Nope. He he is also an actor and the older brother to Julia Roberts, and apparently the lesser known one. Apparently, all I know is that she's Julia Roberts' niece, yeah. and that's how she got in the industry. Was having that connection. Uh, yeah, people well, like think she's not... people love her and think she's great. I fucking can't. Stand well, her. it's actually one of those. I things think she's I found really too. pretty, but um, well, yeah, she's um, like, yeah. I was just gonna say that um, it's one of those things. Like the main, like the protagonist in Tenet, as you know him, uh-huh. uh, how he got into the industry is because that's Denzel Washington's son. Yeah, it is. I but didn't he, know that until recently. <laughs> yeah, I knew that right away. But also, hmm. he's just a 
actually really yeah, he actually is really good yeah uh funny thing that i found about him because i originally saw him on that show ballers because i watched the first season or first two seasons of that oh really yeah um and he's in that show and the reason why he was in that show is because before he was an actor he was actually in the nfl yeah he was wasn't he yeah mm-hmm. yeah and then he got uh ended up getting a couple movie deals they found out hey he actually acts really well let's put him in more movies <laughs> yeah the first thing i saw him in was black Klansman. first thing yeah, ball, was Ballers. He did something before Ballers. I can't remember the name of the movie right now. But yeah, he did that movie, then Ballers, then Black Klansman, and, you know, Tenet. Yeah. And now he's blowing up as an actor. Yeah. yeah really good guy. Very well deserved. Yeah. Eleven It. What? Eleven It. The sequel to Tenet. God damn it. I think I've made that joke before. Honestly, God damn it. I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, moral of the story is American Horror Story and American Horror Stories is is bad all right i guess i won't watch it you wouldn't all like it bad. <laughs> even though i keep hoping and going back you guys have stockholm syndrome with some of these so i don't think watch. it's so much that i think it's we watched a lot of bad horror movies as kids because like me sam and dry all love horror genre and we know that there's garbage in horror but there's we still lot. keep on going back to it because you never know like there's some stuff watched... that seems like it's going to be garbage and it ends up being really good and then stuff that seems like it's really promising and then be- becomes garbage <laughs> Yeah. Or stuff that seems like it's going to be garbage and it turns out hilarious, which is a movie I watched yeah. the other night. It's called Mikey from the 90s. I think 92 was made. <laughs> it was like really cheesy and Sounds hilarious. like the main protagonists of a Disney movie about some kid <laughs> who has to learn to play basketball to save his school. And also he's best friends <laughs> it, was a, it was about this <laughs> evil kid, I guess, whatever. Um, I oh, don't know. Yeah. I think it came out like a few years after that. I'm not sure. Or Problem Child, actually. It was like a mix between Problem Child and The Omen. Like they were trying to make it serious, but it was really bad. Weird. Like super badly acted and hilarious. Super weird. And also one of the kids looks like the dinosaur or the baby dinosaur from Dinosaurs. (laughs) Okay. One of the kids looks like a dinosaur. (laughs) One of the kids in it. No, he looks like that fucking... Baby dinosaur from the show Dinosaurs. I don't yeah, know if you know what that is. Like, probably I'm the baby guy. Not the mama. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not the mama. It gets hit with the frying pan. And then they all die in an asteroid. No, they die anyway. of uh, freezing to death. Oh, good. A little uh, less tame. Totally better. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's a difference between like good, bad, and bad, just like bad, 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 bad. Because American Horror Story, I feel like it starts out horror and pretty cool and then it just like goes into not horror territories yeah and it, it goes into social justice territories sometimes i don't know no. about that but oh sam here's something that i think is actually interesting the only okay. like really great thing about this season of american horror story the double feature one is mm-hmm. that macaulay culkin's in it oh really yeah nice Sets up a bunch of traps for the. He plays a drug addict. <laughs> oh, good. So he's just playing himself. Back in the day. <laughs> well, I don't know. He is still. But... <laughs> he's tough, actually. He's like super healthy now. No, he seems pretty cool because he's on yeah. um, Red Letter Media stuff a lot. Yeah, and he has like his own podcast that he just goes around and does whatever he wants now. Apparently, for the longest time, he was just working at Subway for like 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> needed to make money and buy drugs. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <But> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm glad he's doing well. Yeah. <laughs> Even though he's an American horror story. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they treat their actors really well from what I hear, so. Which is yeah. why they keep on getting a bunch of A-listed actors to work on it. It's kind of, it's one of those weird things like um, a so good many. example of that. Yeah, well, a good example of something like that too is like, um, fuck, what's his name? Why am I blanking on his name? Um, Leonardo DiCaprio. No. Evan Peters. Waterboy. Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's why Adam Sandler keeps on getting like a whole bunch of A-listed actors to play in his movies is because apparently it's really fun to film with him and he treats it almost like a party. So like a lot of people have a lot of fun. People laugh a lot and stuff like that. So even if the script <laughs> is crap, if they like, enjoy making it. Yeah, they just have fun <laughs> making it. Yeah. Like that's the one thing that I understand about American Horror Story of like why they keep getting talented actors on it is because the one thing I know about actors is they love the ability to play a bunch of dumb characters. Yeah. An American yeah. Horror Story literally gives them a chance to play one to sometimes three characters a season. So even. many. I think Sarah Paulson, I think her name is in like every season. She plays a different character. Yeah. And yeah. multiple characters in Apocalypse. Yeah. It's a <laughs> character. Then when they're another character, they put a fake mustache on top and they start doing that character. And then they put another one on top of that, that one. That literally and has freak- happened before. <laughs> in Freak Show, she was actually a two-headed woman. So she got to play two people at the same exact time. Yeah. It's <laughs> fucking ridiculous. And they're slightly off of each other, like by half a second, and they can't talk in unison. Uh-huh. Which, yeah. Like one's that's happy, happy, like, one's, one's angry all the time. And then the other one is are always just kind of like the, the almost good, like too pure for life kind of person. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway, Sam, this movie from 92. Mikey. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Mikey. It was dumb. And uh, I know I put some like clips up on Facebook. I don't know if you watched them. I sort of did. How fucking bad the acting is. Because there's this part at the end. There's this part at the end where like. The kid like kills the mom, adopted mom, whatever, and then like, wait, what? In yeah, in the yeah, he's adopted because I guess he killed his other family. Okay, just the way that you say his his adopted mom, like he's like, I want that mom. (laughs) In the future, adopted kids get to choose their parents, if only. (laughs) But (laughs) at the end, like, there's this great fucking acting uh, (laughs) ability coming from the dad because he's like. Rachel, you did a great job. Kalima, and then he's like, no. It's really bad. I think I watched that clip. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I mean, whenever you're talking about like, I don't know why, but whenever you said like horror movies that they're not even funny, bad, they're just bad. The first mm-hmm. one that came to mind was like uh, all I could remember it was like this '90s horror movie with Mickey Rooney being the bad guy. Oh god! And I had to look What's... it up. It oh, is. Oh. Sorry, I was waiting for you to say something. <laughs> um, oh, what is it? It is called Silent Night, Deadly Night Five: The Toy Maker. Five. <laughs> oh, Five. There's so many of those. It was a direct to D- or direct to VHS. Silent Night, Deadly Night is just not a good series. Yeah. If I remember, um, like, Silent Night, Deadly Part, Deadly Night Part Two is one of the greatest films ever made. Thank you. Garbage wasn't that garbage? Yeah, I was gonna say wasn't garbage. That the one garbage. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. yeah, the guy picks up this trash can, he says "Garbage Day," and then he shoots him through the trash yeah. can. Yeah, I, I, I think the greatest out of context, but 
the only thing extra that you get is like while he's going around killing people randomly he's uh doing a maniacal laughter and he's his going, maniacal yeah. laughter is literally just yeah great just the delivery of that line is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> the other guy's actually so scared like yeah it's great, it's great. <laughs> I mean, those movies are terrible <laughs> Yeah, they know. made a fifth one, and the toy maker one is literally Mickey Rooney running around in a Santa Claus, uh, in a Santa Claus outfit, dumping piles of toys that kill people into people's houses. <laughs> stupid! It, it's real dumb. <laughs> I remember even as a kid, I was like, "This is stupid." Does it, does it seem like he just showed up on set and it was put on a suit and it was like just kind of the thing and not really pretty much even casted, they just recorded him. he just happened to be on set that day and they're like hey you want to be in a movie old man it's like, it's like no like, one's yeah, gonna watch I it like, to... no they're not but we need someone to play the bad guy like, all right i got these gifts i need to bring to my nephews but it's literally just knocked into my head about one of the american horror stories episodes uh-huh are literally about a like vlog squad parody and then it's on Christmas, mm-hmm. and what's his name? Guy who plays Machete. Oh, um, I can't think of his name. Spanish. Um, Spanish he's man. He's Sky Kid. Spy Danny Kids. Trejo. Is that who you're talking? Yes. Danny Trejo. Yeah. So he all plays of these Mexican, kids... like every movie that requires a Mexican. <laughs> yeah, but he plays Mexican Santa Sam, oh. and he kills <laughs> them all except for he's too old now. And so you see Danny Trejo's face, and he says three lines in the whole episode. And then a stunt double kills everybody. <laughs> oh, Disney now. Shows Danny Trejo going, ho, ho, ho. And then uh, a white act- stunt man. Yeah, white, white stunt man does a front flip and kills someone. <laughs> it may as well be. Also, that episode just sucks. Because the whole premise of it is like, these guys are fucking terrible, right? And they never stop being terrible. And then you're supposed to just care at the end. It's garbage. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Did you know that like, Danny Trejo has actually been in prison like multiple times? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's kind of like yeah. the whole thing about his characters is because like he had just gotten out of prison and then they needed himself. someone to play. Well, kind of. Yeah, they needed someone to play like a badass prisoner in a movie, and like they had him play it. And then that's kind of how he got his career started is like just playing like the bat or the badass Mexican looking guy. And then he ended up in the, the, the stipulation because he wanted to do better with his life. That if he plays the bad guy, the bad guy ha- or that bad guy has to die. Like that was his one stipulation with it, and so like they kept on like, all right, well, it, like just get Danny to play it because Danny will play it as long as he killed the character. Yeah, he doesn't die in American Horror Stories. I don't think he dies in Spy Kids either. Well, he's not the bad guy in Spy Kids. <laughs> oh, that's true. My bad. Maybe he also doesn't consider himself the bad guy in in the American Danny Trejo Horror really hates episode. vloggers. Yeah, he fucking hates them. He really, <laughs> really hates Luke Paul or whatever his name is. Logan Paul. Logan yeah, whatever. Paul. Fuck that guy. You actually combined their names. Yeah. Which is fair, Did you hear what happened? There was news about him recently. No. He got hit by another jar of peanut butter. No, 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 no. <laughs> Logan Paul or Jake Paul? Jar of peanut butter. I don't know. I feel like. I feel like Logan Paul and Jake Paul, because they're brothers, right? I feel like yeah. they're yeah. like the same entity, and I they it are. doesn't even matter. Okay, so <laughs> yeah. this actually happened at like at the Jake Paul fight. Some guy actually snuck into backstage to talk to Logan Paul, and told like oh. he made a TikTok saying that uh, he quit his job where he was making one hundred thousand dollars a year, which is more than everybody in this room makes combined, <laughs> and. 
he said that he quit his job because he wanted to be part of his vlog squad. He wanted to do TikToks and he wanted to be big online and stuff like that. And he, oh my God. I guess like Logan Paul asked him like, okay, that's cool. That, that takes balls. I respect that. What are you good at? Like, are you good at anything? And he said, no, I'm not good at anything, but I do some TikTok dances sometimes. Are you good at TikTok oh dances? Not really. Why would I hire you? And had that conversation. Cool. And then there's, yeah, there's literally like this guy yeah. went viral crying. Like he was crying on video about how he couldn't get hired by Logan Paul and that how he quit his job and he's not sure how he's going to be able to get back home. Apparently he was able to like, or cause like this was on the news. Like this made the Philip DeFranco show and everything. And like people, were, uh, people on YouTube were talking about it considering like he <laughs> makes more money than most people in America. And he yeah. quit his job to try to become Logan Paul's paid friend. Is this actually like legit and not just like a setup? I or? don't know. Because like, that's really, it's pain, like they're painting too. it. A lot of the articles that are like, writing about it or painting it as if this guy is like legit like he legitimately quit a good paying job so that way he can move to la and do tiktoks did any contact the person actually did what did any of them contact the person some of them did yeah like uh because i guess they contacted him i guess he actually went back home and begged for his job back and they gave it to him well good okay but, that's fine also this 100 seems like a stunt because if as much as like i hate is. logan paul he's rich enough to afford security yeah that was the thing yeah. with me too it's just especially going to like you know his brother's boxing match right like there's people around with guns like you're not just gonna walk into the locker room unless you're like i'm part of the vlog squad and like fucking he looks douchey let him in that that's what i'm guessing <laughs> if they did let him in it's just like yeah he looks like he'd be douchey enough to be part of logan paul's crew you wouldn't even need to tell him at that point just like sneak in behind everyone and then just show just show up for shit. Yeah. yeah but yeah like it was oh one God. of those weird things where like logan paul was in the news because someone else was being dumb weird yeah also danny in trejo fact, 77 okay i was waiting yeah. for that answer for a while <laughs> he's doing anyway, well I, himself, say, though. I heard he like i've um, heard like in real life he's a really good guy yeah go on sam okay <laughs> I was going to say, in fact, the guy should have just like fucking moved into the vlog squad house or whatever the fuck they have, if they have one of those things, <laughs> they and do. just like been in the background. Nobody would notice because he looks like all of the rest of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just like throws his luggage through a window. He's <laughs> like, hey, new member of vlog squad. What a dumbass, right? <laughs> just be, just be an idiot the, around Logan yeah. Paul. I'm pretty sure he'll just be convinced you're part of it. I think that's kind of one of those things like if it is real and he really did sneak into the background like that, it's just kind of one of those if you act like you belong, people will believe that you're supposed to be there. It's true, actually. That's very true. Yeah. Um Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so Mikey sucks or whatever that movie's called. Mickey? <laughs> yeah. Mikey. Okay. <laughs> it sucked. All right. Well, it's well, hilarious though. We're coming up on midnight and almost going to hit that two hour mark, though. So I think that's going to be it for us tonight. Uh, does anybody have anything else last minute they want to bring up before we go? Um, in the last PS4 or PlayStation Indie Cell, I bought a bunch of really cheap games for like $5 in total and platinum to them all. <laughs> literally just did it to try and beat my score yeah. one was <laughs> binding of isaac platinumed in two days <laughs> no in fact most of them are platinum in like 10 to 30 minutes <laughs> they were that shitty <laughs> yeah one was literally just a jigsaw puzzle game she got nice yep one was just cheat. one 
One was, one was just where you run over chickens in the road. It's called Chickens in the Road or something like that. Okay. <laughs> it sounds like some of the games that I played in the Dreadx collection. Reverse <laughs> So, yeah. Okay. Anything else, anyone, before we head out? Uh, I mean, I watched uh, more parts of Gaming for a Non-Gamer. Yeah. Which was a series with a very apt title, so I don't <laughs> think I need to explain too much, but uh, the two were RPGs and virtual reality. Ooh. Uh, virtual reality, I think, was an interesting one because uh, kind of the takeaway was virtual reality is actually easier to get into than a natural controller. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's one of those uh, for it was kind of weird whenever it first came out, but it was kind of going between like, you know, holding the controller and then watching it on t- like, you know, seeing it on TV and pressing buttons is a lot different than actually having to move your hands around yeah. and with the headset on. And so like it was a harder to adopt for some people. I think people naturally just get the idea of like, I put my arm out, I grab something and I put my arm out and grab it. Yeah. Yeah. And like that one, since uh, the person you usually use has been on the show consistently. So like, now there's a lot of people questioning, like, "Oh, is she is the tester starting to become a gamer in a sense?" <laughs> like, because you know, the, as you play, you get more an understanding of some game stuff. Yeah. So he actually brought his parents in to play <laughs> Super Hot VR. That's great. Yeah, and like one of the funny things that happened is after uh, playing, he asked his mom what button she was pressing to like shoot the stuff, and she said, "I was pressing a button." <laughs> and like that's amazing but like it makes so much sense like you don't think about that yeah I, like even if someone asked me what buttons i pressed when playing vr i couldn't tell you because it's just yeah. whatever feels it yeah that's true yeah. actually i mean for a while yeah. like i remember back in the day like whenever um like resident evil 4 and the original god of war and um that one david cage game came out um heavy rain, heavy rain yes like whenever those games came out um like I knew what to press whenever I'd be playing a game. I would never have to like look down at the controller, but I never memorized like what the buttons were. So whenever I played those ones and it's just like, press the circle button. It's like, fuck, where's the circle button? It was like looking at the controller, then press the circle button. <laughs> press X to Sean. <laughs> yes, <laughs> actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sean. 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 Jason. Sean. Jason. Jason. <laughs> <laughs> I only saw a glitch where like someone managed to get it to yeah. keep doing that prompt even yes. in cutscenes. That's the yeah. only thing I like know wherever about he's like doing game. CPR to his son and <laughs> Sean! Jason. So good. Uh, so good. But yeah. So yeah, that VR one was interesting. There's not a whole lot other to take away other than just how like instinctively it is and how other than like obvious the price and stuff yeah vr is a pretty good way to get people started it's into a price though yeah. yeah of course like i guess, that's where like playstation and stuff is yeah. starting to help yeah um, i'm actually really excited for whatever psvr 2 ends up being because they've talked about that a lot and it seems like it's gonna be basically just be the quest okay um but they've touted like we're aiming for a one cord hookup you just plug it into your ps5 and it works has That'd inside nice. out tracking and it has tracking on the controllers <laughs> So you don't have to have like a camera to track everything. And then just boom, VR right there. Mm. Accessible. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm actually really looking forward to that. Because it sounds like they're trying to make it cheap and accessible and still be powerful enough. Um, I'm interested. We'll I'm interested see. to see what they do. I mean, and yeah, that's kind of the big thing with VR is that it's always been too expensive for the average person to get into it. Yeah. yeah. Or just annoying to hook up even if someone has the money. Yeah, like yeah. Sam. Well, like she's. I would say, Sam, you are not like a stupid tech person like you aren't somebody who doesn't understand tech but like <laughs> you get confused hooking up the psvr 
well yeah (laughs) (laughs) but i'm also not a very good tech person (laughs) but like you're not tech illiterate Eh, no no if i have instructions i can do it um but yeah like the vr is it's it it's harder to like just play because you have to like put the headset on and set everything up you can't just like turn the controller on just start it up all an additional outlet into your wall (laughs) put cameras up like, yeah, it really is that, like, yeah. when you're playing a, a video game, you're able to, like, all right, what time is it? What am I doing? Like, what's going on my phone? Do I get a text? It, like, when you play VR, you have to make a dedication, like, I'm going to shut out the world. Yeah. For the next hour Pretty and a half, I'm just going to not be a part of the world and play this game. And I played it for longer that's than a huge hour commitment. And half. I played it for, like, um, like, before the sun went down, I put my headset on and then when i took it off it's like all dark oh, <laughs> you're gonna say weird. and then the sun was coming up when i took my headset off. <laughs> no like the point is like it's a huge commitment like yeah. you can't just like it is. pick it up and play it real quick but yeah if once that barrier gets off i think there are going to be a lot of more people trying to get in especially like because you kind of saw that with the wii yeah since that was yeah. also a really accessible way to play video games yeah you need a really thin yeah. barrier of entry yeah but um and the other one I watched was uh, RPGs. That one was really interesting. <laughs> one of the reasons, like, f- just for his selection, because, uh, you know, that's such a weird genre to really, like, f- say all the things. Yeah. So there were a lot of um, the main ones I remember. There was a was a Child of Light, Journey of Light, Something of Light. Mm-hmm. Um, then, like, Disco Elysium, <laughs> a couple of those. <laughs> And Undertale is another one. Okay. And keeping in mind, like, he asked Twitter, like, hey, what's a good RPG to start with? And a ton of people said Undertale. And, like, I was like, why would you say Undertale? And then he was also like, Undertale seemed like a really weird choice for a first RPG. So I tried yeah. it first. And, um, <laughs> and I guess in case anyone doesn't realize, uh, the reason Undertale seems like a weird one is Undertale's a game that really, like, makes fun of and like really plays with the expectations of RPGs. So if you play it with mm-hmm. you as your first RPG, you won't know what it's like poking fun at. Cause like, yeah, that's a big thing with the, uh, even in the tutorial, like the joke is that the tutorial will solve the puzzles for you instead of actually letting you play the video game. And she's like literally hand holding you through the tutorial. I think where people like come at that is that like, it is just a very basic thing and you can just do whatever you want, really. Not whatever you want, but like yeah. there's multiple ways out of something. So I think that's where people probably came at from that. Uh, I I think you're giving more credit. I think it's more people really like Undertale. So oh, they really yeah. recommended <laughs> Undertale. Because like, again, it's one of those it's things. It's charming. Like, yeah, yeah. Undertale is an incredibly charming game, really well written. But you need to play RPGs to really understand what makes it so charming. Right. Yeah. And like that's something you she like was immediately picked up by her is like, uh, it was she immediately played all the tutorial and like what she's like I'm just complimenting frogs why is this fun <laughs> <laughs> and like that like that makes sense that she didn't really think that was interesting or anything because again like the reason that's fun in a lot of ways is because it's so different from all the RPGs that were out yeah yeah so, I feel like if you want to give someone a good idea of like what an RPG is supposed to be like Final Fantasy 6 probably be a good idea because it is still like that 16-bit yeah. like that and or it like is. any dragon quest oh that's... yeah or a dragon quest game 
that just reminded me of three other ones. Uh, it, there were also Pokemon, Final Fantasy VII, and Final Fantasy VII Remake. <laughs> so, two different, very different games. Yeah. yeah. Um, Pokemon, like... Which, yeah, Pokemon is right. actually a pretty... Well, for like a first, because that was actually yeah. my first turn-based game was Pokemon Red. I think Pokemon's definitely... Me too. Like, that's well, actually please. what you should probably start playing for RPGs, because yeah. yeah. it's so simple, but has enough that it's not literally just hit A. Yeah. Um, And with Final... Fantasy 7, uh, a lot of the complaints were just like about random battles, <laughs> which a lot of people obviously complain about. Yeah, they suck. Yeah, <laughs> I don't mind them, <laughs> which was the point you brought up. Like, is it I don't mind them or I'm used to them? That's like one of the questions everyone you need to ask yourself as a gamer sometimes. I think they suck. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's one them. of those like we just come to know a lot of turn based games as being grindy, especially the early ones. Mm hmm. And so we got used to the idea of like, oh, well, I got to like walk around this field for another 20 minutes and just fight random creatures. So I can have or be leveled up enough to fight this next boss. I mean, it's not even that. It's like just literally that there are random battles was annoying to the her as a non gamer. Yeah, I agree with it. I mean, also, once again, the Pokemon games, uh, I hated going through caves in the Pokemon games because mm -hmm. every two steps, another Zubat, Zubat. wants to fight you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, repels, man. Stop you expect me to be or smart enough at the age of nine to know to go buy repels to not get attacked? No, but at age <laughs> yes. nine, I got soft locked. So <laughs> um, it was Pokemon Yellow, and it cost money to go into the uh, Safari Zone, and I sure wasted all my money, <laughs> and that was it. Buying Pokeballs. <laughs> not even that. Like I just didn't understand the point of the Safari Zone. Like I literally thought it was to catch Pokemon, and not <laughs> hey, there's a crucial item in here. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, nice. but um, yeah, and uh, she uh, she actually really liked Final Fantasy VII Remake because of the change to the battle system. Yeah, it's more fun. Yeah, for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I I am 100%. I vastly, I'm actually kind of interested in that one because it looks like a good in-between between ARPG and RPG. It's like very fast-paced. Right, but you can still stop. Mm, you, you can have it in the options if you want to stop. I or mean, like I when would. you choose a spell, it'll yeah, stop. Yeah, that's what I mean. But, yeah. Because like a big issue I have with ARPGs is I feel like I don't have time to actually think about what I want to do. Yeah. So that's why I prefer turn-based because it's like, okay, what is the like type weaknesses? What is all the options I have? What are all the items I have? Like I could just look at all that. But in ARPG, I'm like, hit A because I don't have time to look at anything else. We see. I actually prefer action RPGs because it keeps my hands busy. And then I just have to know in the back of my head what I have going into battles. And so like, I much prefer that over just an RPG. RPGs are just way too slow. And I feel like if you just know what you're doing, then everything is easy in those. And it gets boring very quickly. I feel like or it gets into it. A... Well, no, because there's not like a skill level. It's just literally, I know a makes B makes C. Whereas in an action RPG, it's like, all right, I need to do A and B so I can get C and then use D. And like, you have to very much on the fly think of all of that. You can. I, I have very much brute forced a lot of action RPGs I play. I don't do that. Like, I know it's not an action RPG, but it is sort of thing. Like, I played the first Bayonetta basically only using the basic combos. That's not an action RPG. You just no, action. I know. But like, <laughs> that's what I mean. Like, yeah. like, that game gives me a lot of options, but I never felt like the need to use them or that I should use them. Hmm. And like that is a similar thing to action RPGs. Hence, if it gives me enough time to think, that's why I like RPGs. I can think. I don't feel the ability to do that in action. Yeah, I hate 
when things slow down and make me have to just be like, I do this and this and this, and then I just win, and I do that over and over and over again because they're all fucking randomized battles. Yeah, we are almost at two hours. <laughs> yeah, we are. All right. That's yeah, that's a discussion for another time. <laughs> yes, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right. If people want to go to hold us, where can they do that? We got a link tree. L I N K T R dot E E has links to all our social medias and our listen medias. We have an email, the last ones in podcast at gmail.com and no repeats. Uh, hey, we're about to get kicked off. We <laughs> don't know enjoy. if it'll do it right away. Maybe it will. Nope. Not right it away. Didn't. Okay. Maybe okay. it'll give us a warning. I think before it does it. All right. Um, also, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E forward slash L-O-I-P. I don't yeah. think you got the L-O-I-P part. I probably didn't. Just got a link tree, <laughs> the main site. <laughs> um, Robbie, get us out of here before they do kick us out. Okay, so before they kick us out, make sure to be kind to one another. Make sure to be safe out there. Wear a mask. Wash your hands for at least 20 seconds. Stay six feet away. Get vaccinated if you can. But if not, make sure to stay home, stay alone, stay alive. And whether it's the very first time you've listened to us or you've been with us since the very beginning, thank you for listening. Yes, thank you guys so much. Yeah. Uh, Star Wars next week for our main episode, and we'll be back with more post credits. Uh, thank you, E. Yeah. Thank you, Robbie. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Sam. Yep. Everybody out there, have a great night. We'll talk to you again later. Bye. Bye. Bye.